Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, a podcast where three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name's Luke Kondo with a Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. It's Mr. Ben Errington. And Mr. <laughs> Andy Conduit Turner. Hello, everybody. Just the three of us today. Just the three of us, yeah. Uh, how are Just the three of us. Uh, good. I'm doing good. How are you doing? Yeah, you guys enjoying the heat? Yeah. It's it's not, don't know about, about enjoying it. I think, like tolerating it maybe it's not my natural yeah i'm not i'm not particularly into it especially sleeping i'm, I'm a i've run on hot anyway i'm ever such a clammy type yeah yeah he yeah. was struck me as a moist a moist man a moist man <laughs> yeah i am a moist man do you find you get uh more dreams or more dream activity when when it's like a hotter time of year uh in my dreams i'm beautiful and bad at all, <laughs> and time. at all times and dry <laughs> and also the wizard master yeah i'm not i've not i don't think i've been dreaming a lot lately i've been a bit worried about it, actually I find on, what does it mean but on the hypnosil yeah, yeah. <laughs> too scared of his dreams i find i dream more my dream activity gets more active around this time of year the other night i fell asleep on a sofa and I knew I hadn't like locked the, the front door. And so I got up and I was like, oh God, someone's going to try and get in. I need to lock the door quick. And I put the keys quick. in the front door and they, they fell out of the floor onto the floor and I picked them up really quickly. And as I stood back up to put the keys back in, there's a face behind the frosted glass. And oh, I like, tried to lock the door super quick and the, and the, the guy was pushing against it. Oh, and then I woke up and I was still lying on the sofa, just like worrying about, oh, wow. oh, about a Freddy Krueger at the door. Yeah, he looked like uh, I didn't see his face really, but he was like a, a frosted glass shape. That's all I saw. Shape, a Michael Myers man, a Michael Myers man. Yeah. Have you seen yeah. the Michael Myers challenge on social media recently? No. Do stab some babies. Go stabbing. That has gone worse. <laughs> uh, so basically, two people set. Two people are like in a in a garden somewhere. They set off and they both run for the door. So basically, the aim of the game is to get to the door and unlock it by the time the other person who's just walking towards you, like Michael Myers, to see if you yeah. would make it. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I haven't I done it. Maybe... Has anyone done no. it? I don't know. I think I'd panic. Whenever there's pressure on to like get get the key in the door, it always goes wrong, doesn't it? And also, yeah. I've got two keys that are like identical, and I'm honestly nine out of ten times put the wrong one in. Yeah. What you need to do is have a kind of Rob- Robocop contraption in your wrist that shoots out the key whenever you need it. It's just one key. You yeah. kind of punch the door handle and it unlocks it. <laughs> like an Assassin's Creed type uh, just like blade. Hidden just blade. Hidden blade. Hidden blade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we should. I think we should do it there. Let's uh, let's do the Michael Myers challenge. Uh, nominate someone to be Michael Myers, and you run and get in your house as quick as possible yeah we'll have to do a little tour around the country we'll get the three of us together and we'll we'll record those yeah <laughs> it's a good idea uh i reckon we could do it i think i think if i was playing the role of michael myers though i wouldn't be able to 
regulate my 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 body speed. heat. Oh, speed! <laughs> my speed. I reckon I'd be like, "Come here!" <laughs> like Michael Myers never ran. Uh, he might have done. He runs he did, when just when the camera screen. wasn't on him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just sprints out away, dives. What a guy! Uh, horror, horror news for Tell the week. The news, yeah. Uh, first piece of horror news, I guess, is is very topical to today's episode. Jason Blum believes. He could get Robert England to play Freddy Krueger one more time. Not really news, just a man believes a thing, but still. <laughs> He's an influential man who does have a yeah. hand in making movies. That's true. Yeah, but uh, he's got, um, if you think about it, like he's got an amazing track record, kind of getting exactly what he wants. Like the Halloween franchise. What I mean, what other franchises? I think he's had what he wants enough. I think he's he's had his fill. (laughs) He's had his fill. He wants to have his cake and eat it too. I reckon he's no more cake for you. Uh, But no, of course that would be that would be uh, very exciting. It's really it's Hmm. a really tough one to to recast, right? Like Robert England, and he didn't he recently get the old Bernie face and hat back on? Didn't he like appear as Freddy Krueger in? Oh, like an episode of a sitcom. Oh, what's the one where there's a little boy in the eighties making videos like the gold, the gold uh, Goldbergs or something? Yeah, Goldbergs. yeah. He yeah. plays Freddy Krueger in the gold, in an episode of the Goldbergs, I think. Oh wow, okay. They should get Vernon Kay I've... to play Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Vernon Kay, what host of Family <laughs> Fortunes? Oh. <laughs> I think it's the it's the most difficult part. Like I think uh, doing a reboot for Nightmare on Elm Street is, is I mean, relatively straightforward. It's just that role, like because you recast him, it's going to piss a lot of people off, or it's going to get it completely wrong. And you put Freddie, uh, you put um, Robert England in it again, and it's like, are you digging yourself a hole? Where I think you oh, I think to... you'd have to do like two different. For, you'd have to do a kind of um, a, a reboot passing make. of the torch, Candyman situation. Yeah, because, you'd have to. Because I was thinking of the Candyman situation exactly. Yeah, you'd have to kind of make the yeah. myth. Uh, isn't there is it is it in new nightmare that it's kind of hinted that there's an evil that exists yeah it's kind of it's like freddy krueger the character is a character from a wes craven film that contained the evil but then it comes into the real world getting the actors so robert england plays himself in that film as well maybe we'll get to that eventually but um what is that number Seven, six, 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 yeah, six. Oh no! Wow, six is Freddy's dead. Seven is thingy because it's Cause dream I, I master, really... dream child. Freddy's dead. New I think I am. I think I am going to watch the because I think I mentioned before on this podcast. It's a franchise that I've that I didn't really gravitate towards growing up, and some of them I've still not seen. I thought perhaps I hadn't seen this one, but I've. But I'm familiar with like a lot of things that are happening in yeah. this. But this is, I think this is one of the more like iconic ones that we're talking today. Aren't we um we're sort of penciled into perhaps do a bonus episode where we're gonna pitch our own ideas to people? <laughs> yeah. We're gonna Jason Blum it. Yeah, I think we should we'll do that. Out I think for Jason Blum, and then we can give him the idea. <laughs> yeah, sell it to and him. And then he can send them to Robert England and say, "Any of these take you fancy, Rob?" And he'll say. Yeah. Yes or no, accordingly. He'll say, I'll have a bit of all of them. And then the three of us will be writing the next Elm Street movie together. It'll be great. What a dream. No no infighting. 
no disagreements. But yeah. uh, if I get if I get the bigger offer, I'm taking it. Oh, if they if they like Simon Cowell you and say you got to drop these other two, I mean, mine is going to be you got to drop these dead weights, Freddy Krueger. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they'd go for that. <laughs> I'll, I'll be like, don't have a Freddy Krueger. All right, don't have it. says you're dead, bitch. <laughs> yeah, this is the this is also we'll come to it. On the, this is the episode where Freddie learns the word bitch. Yeah, Freddie Game Show. Um, uh, what else yeah. in the news? Oh, God, there wasn't much news. So John Carpenter's The Thing is returning to theaters for its 40th anniversary this year. Apparently, there's some screenings in the. I think it. I can see it just might just be in the US. It'd be nice to find out if it's been shown in the UK, but. 40 years. I think E.T. turned 40 years as well recently for 40 years old. Yeah, it's roughly the same time, right? Same year, certainly. Yeah. Imagine imagine that. Imagine living living a life where you'd gone and seen a lovely, heartwarming film about a little alien short man. <laughs> and, and then you go, I'm loving these extraterrestrial things. What's this thing called? The Thing? Oh, this might be a laugh. That's one of the reasons why I think it failed, right? Because it came yeah. just after ET, and just after ET. Uh, a lot of people were like, "People, um, aliens are nice, actually, movie. John. How dare yeah. you?" <laughs> yeah, man is the warmest place to hide. That definitely sounds like a family-friendly, fun movie. Everyone likes to be warm, and hide and seek's a fun game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's watch it. Oh my god, <laughs> ruined. It used to be terrible. The, even even the sight of the the thing VHS. Um, finger spine the finger even the sight sight of that used to scare me when i was a kid i'm like oh what is that Ooh. i think because i looked because i can't remember what pictures i had on the back but it definitely had some gruesome the big shit. old chest opening up the teeth yeah i'll have to have a look see if i can find out but yeah 40 years of the thing that's pretty exciting we obviously reviewed the thing and it was one of was it one of the first episodes you appeared on no it wasn't the the first episode. It was Andrew, reasonably but... early. It was reasonably early. All yeah. I remember is that Axel is in the. Yeah, Axel's on the picture. It looks like Axel is like attached to me, like the thing. The sixth of July, twenty eighteen, is well, when no. we reviewed the thing. Lifetime. It was episode episode sixty one. So if you want to find out what we thought about that, then go check it out. Spoilers, you and... think it's good. And the only yeah. other thing I've got down is, and I guess one of us is going to speak about it, and we're going to all speak about it next week, is that the black phone is now out. Mm-hmm. Who's seen it? Luke, I went to watch it. it. Just, yeah, I went to watch yeah. it. Oh, you've night. seen yeah. it. Okay. So we won't go into that, but I'll just say, think review-wise is getting some good traction, well, right? I don't... Yeah, so um, I had a really weird ex- experience at the cinema. I mean, uh, so the film... You've had some just... weird experiences at the cinema recently, right? Yeah. The film... Uh, <laughs> Don't watch it. It's uh, at a cinema if you can. Uh, I'm not going to give you a review, but I'll just say it's worth watching at the cinema. Uh, but then after we finished the film, we came outside. Me and my friends, we were talking a bit about it. It was late at night. It's like half 11, I think. And a guy walked over to us, uh, a random guy in the middle of nowhere. He said, oh, you're talking about the film. He just watched me. We went, yeah. And the guy, so it, it, have you seen the trailer? Do you know much about the film? Yeah. Yeah. The grabber so, is that what the grabber steals a kid and puts him in his basement, basically. Uh, and the guy was like, um, Yeah, it was crazy how it was, uh, it was all in his head and he was the kid. Uh, and it, and uh, it was just him reliving these weird memories from when he was growing up. And then we all looked at each other and went, What? And then he goes, Yeah, it was weird. It was all like, it was all in his head, wasn't it? And we were like, No, that didn't, didn't happen at all. <laughs> 
And he goes, yeah, I actually didn't see the end. And I, I kind of walked out at the end, but uh, it was worth well, his head. And so what, what's happening? Why would you come over to someone? And if you didn't even see the film, like if you didn't even see the ending of the film, you saw sort of four people <laughs> like, I'm going to go tell them Shut how it ended, even though it didn't end that way. And <laughs> it was bizarre. It was really bizarre. It was bizarre. Yeah. I mean, it might be that this guy's got the most genius hobby of all. Like, go around. Can you imagine all the films you could, like, you could do it to? Oh, all right. Seen that Bambi, have you? Oh, the fact is, oh. one comes back at the end. You just no, you say the same thing for everyone. You say, can't believe it's all in their head the whole time. Yeah, but that's what I mean. You can set up any film. But then he brought up The Matrix. And it was like, it's weird how uh, uh, it was all about uh, modern people living in and working from home and committing suicide and stuff, wasn't it? I'm like, what is what is going on? Why is this guy talking? And at one point he said, "Yeah, I'm a, I'm a you know fan of films." So, as if that was like a, it's okay. like that. Yeah, that was it. That was exactly it. He's kind of said, "I'm a film but What I like to do, right? It's a big cinephile. I like yeah. to take the plot. I like to take everything that's presented to me in the plot and just go, "Nah, that ain't it." Even if the director says, "This is what the film's yeah. about," I go, "Nah, I'm looking a little bit deeper." Okay, maybe he's auditioning yeah. because now over the last two weeks we've delved into. You know, proper film theory. I would say let's. I mean, this this entire maybe. month. Let's think maybe. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks ago, we did men. You know, lots of discussion. <laughs> we did about lots the, of men. Lots of I've men. Lots, lots of, of men discussion recently, yeah. about you know generational misogyny and the experience of women. And then we did dashcam, a real identification of you know how a polarizing character and different viewpoints are you know, crucial to storytelling and can have some really divisive elements. This week, there's a man in your dreams. He might get you. There's a bloody man in your dreams. He might get you. And also uh, the dangers of having a spoonful of uh, coffee straight from the tin and then and then washing it down with Diet Coke. It was just gravy. (laughs) It it was was gravy. I would be Ah, like, I could see why she did that because it tastes great. I, I'm quite happy doing just, it. Yeah, it's just what are you doing? Just making the gravy in your mouth. You, you know what I noticed about this film? It was weird how the killer was just all in all in their heads. Oh, it was in their heads the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. there we go. And that's so, that. Blackbone. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, we'll talk about it next week. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Go this weekend. Yeah. I'm going to hopefully go this weekend. Uh, what else so, have you all uh, been watching? Who, who else has been to the cinema this week? I think... Andy, have we, to... have we all seen Jurassic no. Park? Jurassic, yeah. So well, I guess we're moving, I, I up, moving on. One. Dominion. So... Moving on to <laughs> yeah. So moving pizza. on to what we what we've been watching, Jurassic World Dominion, a film that's been getting. Uh, would you say panned? I've seen a lot of negative. I've seen a lot. Um, of, I've seen a lot stuff. of negative reviews, and I think to myself, "What the fuck is your problem?" Like, 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 I think I said the same to a couple of people that have asked. I think Jurassic Park, the original, is very much lightning in a bottle. I'm not sure you can ever recapture all those things. They did their damnedest with Jurassic World when it first came out. They hit some of those same beats. But I found this perfectly acceptable. It was fun dinosaur action. I think if you like Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, and I can understand why perhaps you wouldn't like the latter, I think Jurassic World's all right. Uh, if you like those two, then you'll like this. That's it, really, isn't it? Like the the legacy characters are here, and they're 
good. There are a lot of callbacks. Some feel more for more force than others, but you know, they work. The cast are all good. There are some good action sequences. It's a bit silly. And there are loads of new species of dinosaur as well. So if you're a dinosaur buff, yeah, there are loads of good going to be all over this. Loads of brilliant dinosaur stuff in there. I, I, the criticism I'll agree with is that there are a lot of main characters now. Um, oh yeah, at like, one point there's like eight main characters standing looking at dinosaurs, <laughs> and it's like, whoa, what's yeah. going on here? It's like Blazing Squad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's too many of them. Who's going to do the next line? Who's going to do this first? Yeah, anyone got, anyone the, anyone do a rap over the bridge? Too see many. see what the crossroads, the crossroads between the docks and the park that you're in. Um yeah, I still liked it though. It was a lot of fun. I think the action sequences, even though I was fairly safe in the knowledge that I didn't think they were gonna kill certain characters. Um, when those action scenes come, it's pretty tense. You're looking yeah. at it and you you recreate, I think the perfect Jurassic Park moment for me of all the series is in the first one where they're crawling through the uh, across the roof tiles towards the end and the raptor jumps up and it breaks and Lex falls down and a leg is dangling and they yank it up just in time as the raptor yeah. jumps up and snaps, snaps. at it. And it's yeah. properly like squeezed like a time. <laughs> <laughs> and also Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum's harder than he's Jeff Goldblumed in a long time in yeah. this film. Oh yeah. So he's... good. Yeah. Um yeah, I think it's I think it's just fine. Like it didn't change, but I kind of I think I kind of knew what to expect, I guess. And you're not going to capture the the first movie because also there's a lot of horror beats in the first movie yeah. as well. Like that, and they kind of do they, they lean into it very briefly, occasionally for like a scene. But apart from that, you know, the the horror the horror elements in the first one were there ever present essentially. Yeah. But with this one, it's a bit. Yeah. It feels a lot like these are like now like like. A lot, any long-running action franchise. It's like a Mission Impossible, except there's dinosaurs in it, and it's less creepy when the lead actor kisses somebody. Like those are the those are the things that about. It's get amongst it, get and enjoy some dinosaurs. Yeah, uh, yeah. And out of the new, uh, I'm so glad that Dilophosaurus is back. I don't think we've seen Dilophosaurus since the first yeah. movie, uh, and it's like one of the most iconic, you know. It's got a bless got it looks great. It there's good noises out. There's good noises. Um oh, it's got and it also one of the best, one of my favorite lines ever of the franchise is when Dennis Nedry says, I have nothing on me, I have no food on me. And you know what he means. <laughs> <laughs> the dinosaur don't think that. Uh yeah. Check it out. Why not? Yeah, I, I think it's fine. Like I I certainly don't think it's deserving of the kind of critical response it's had yeah i'll check it out i didn't see the last one so i feel a little bit a little bit behind i i think of of jurassic world fallen kingdom and this the the last one is the weakest and Hmm. this one i don't know i i struggled the most with it i think fallen kingdom has got like the least amount of rewatchability whereas jurassic world if it's on i'll be like oh yeah i'm watching this Jurassic world always dominus rex I think Fallen Kingdom makes me a bit sad in the middle. And then the start of this one yeah. made me feel sad too. But it's all right. There's some really nice stuff towards the end. But yeah. you, I think you'd give Fallen Kingdom a go, Luke, because it's got like, it becomes a gothic horror film towards the end. Okay. I'm interested. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Anything else? Um, um, 
you could yeah, watch did you watch mad god i'm just about to start it can't wait though uh, it looks fantastic i watched mad god i feel like i may need to watch it again because i definitely had it like on while i was doing something else and then i was like i need to give it more yeah. full attention i think you, if you're gonna watch it uh you have to know full well that it is an art forward film rather than a kind of plot heavy film or, or anything like that like it is it's like a, an assault on the senses it's more about creating an atmosphere and a world and you're just kind of along for the ride to, to witness it all. Uh, but there are times, like right at the start, where the little coal miner guy is like being dropped into this world where it is kind of magical. Like it's amazing. Mm. And I love the, the mixture of uh, life-size people, like actors placed in the miniature world. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's... I mean, how did you feel about it, Ben? Yeah, I mean... as. Yeah, in terms of plot, like it's probably difficult to try and latch onto anything if you if you're looking for that. But visually, and if especially if you're a fan of stop motion animation, you know, there's there's a certain there's a certain something about stop motion, a certain unnerving quality to stop motion animation. And I feel like I it's just quite fascinating to see in the sort of a um a live act not live action, sorry, but like a feature length, sorry, movie yeah. sense. But yeah, I thought I thought it was good. It was very for all your gruesome stop motion needs it's a, it's a very like lived in world where every sound and every i don't know you can almost smell it i feel it might smell damp yeah. it stinks it smells kind of like damp and metallic and gruesome and yeah yeah like if you There's go out lot... in the garden after the rain and turn a stone over it smells like that yeah basically if yeah. you do that turn a stone over and then get a microscope on it this is what you're going to see all this mad shit. It's a lot of uh, bodily fluids flying everywhere as well. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of bodily fluids. I put, I put, I posted about it on the Horror Hangar Instagram, and it was shared by Phil Tippett. Hey. Oh wow! Yeah, thanks, Phil. I nice saw one, um, Phil. there's a like, uh, Alex Cross is in as well, the director of Repo Man. He like oh, plays okay. like a guy with long nails about oh, yeah. halfway into the film, which I thought was, was quite cool. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's very singular. Like I don't think there's any film I can think that it remi- actually gives me the same feeling I get when I watch um, some of David Firth's animations, uh, where it's yeah. just unnerving and strange, like a slightly humorous undertone, and it's just looking at some wild imagery and kind of just enjoying the the atmosphere of it. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out, especially if you're yeah. a fan of Phil Tippett's work. Obviously, he did uh, was it Robocop? Uh, did he do some bits on Robocop, the stop motion bits? Uh, uh, yeah, maybe I don't. He's done loads of things, isn't he? I saw he yeah. was credited. I know, like Star Wars, yeah. Jurassic Park, he's been involved in. Yeah. Um, and a lot of like, recent stuff as well. I think some video games. That... Okay, the, the the credits list was massive when I had a quick look at it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to uh, look oh, forward to catch up on that. I'm just looking at his list of um, his list of visual effects work. Willow is one of them. Oh, yeah. I reckon oh, a bit. Oh, when the, uh, the, like they do a spell on something under the water and it comes out even worse with like more heads oh, or yeah. something. Oh, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. He definitely did that. He also does the special effects on Willow. <laughs> Willow. It's not, Willow's not a real person. On Warwick Davis's um, quiz show, Tenable. Is he? <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> Hello the and vol- welcome does, to Tenable. Does the vortex. Me, Warwick Davis. <laughs> you are terrible at Tenable. Off to the vortex. You're terrible at Tenable. Now, please. <laughs> no, I've been doing. 
I've been doing Warwick Davis, Warwick Davis on Tenable all week. I've been doing for some reason. I think I saw it and I realized that's the only impression I maybe might be able to slightly do. And that's yeah. enough. No more. <laughs> um, anyone else get anything? Um, couple. I'll rattle through them because done done quite a few that in the last few weeks that I forgot to mention, but I know you'll have words for them. Um, very quickly first, have you guys both watched Peacemaker yet? No, no, no. no. Finished it. It's very good. No spoilers. It's got some horror elements to it. You guys both know James Gunn. You know exactly what to expect. But it is, I would say, it's some of his best work. It's really, really good. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Really engaging. Really snappy dialogue. Really, really fun. But also, I think James Gunn is the best. I think taking something which is at surface level, over the top, stupid, schlocky really tongue-in-cheek but then sneaking in things sneaking things into it that are really nice and heartfelt and a lot deeper than you'd ever give them credit for yeah um it's really good it's really really solid series i think this and a couple of other things recently have probably failed to get the traction they deserve certainly in the uk market just because of how they've been released over here because we kind of Mm. got them we've kind of got them after the US and on a channel that not as many, you know, on a network or platform that not as many people mm-hmm. have got realistically, if you really want to make a big hit, and I know others are available, but you really want it to be on Netflix or Disney Plus, ideally, right? And then when it's on some of the others, like a Now TV, that's kind of secondary. And if you combine it with it being out several months after it was on in the US, it's had its time when most people online were talking about it, but it's worth going in and investing in it for, for sure. It's really good. I also did as well as Jurassic Park. Luke, I know you're a big fan. I did uh, watch Spontaneous, which I think oh, is enough yeah. to talk about oh, from a horror yeah. point of view. Have you seen yeah. it as well, Ben? I've not seen Spontaneous, no. I'd recommend it. <laughs> like, it was really good. Was it 2019? I think. That yeah, was. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, how did you feel about it? Yeah, I, I, I really, really didn't know what to expect. I think you might have recommended it. Yeah. Um, so I watched it there. And again, it's got that feeling. I think the dialogue is very tongue-in-cheek, very kind of punchy, snappy dialogue. It moves along at quite a pace. You, it's got horror elements to it because of the things that happen. Like, I, I guess yeah. this isn't a spoiler. It's really, a, it's, it's, it's kind of like a teenage romance, but it's set in a school where teenagers are spontaneously exploding for no reason like really got like over the top gory exploding as well like popping like like balloons yeah i think it's uh i mean it's kind of a magic realist approach where that's happening and people are just kind of having to try and get on with the day it's not like uh this is insane what the fuck they're not (laughs) approaching it that way Um, it's funny that it's all in their minds in the end right (laughs) (laughs) um but i just remember it being like it quite an emotionally yeah. uh resonant resonant film and by the end like it has like a kind of a montage kind of sequence at the end i was like jesus that like really got to me like it made me laugh it's, it's kind of scary and the emotions are all all there i just found i found it was like a, a really good like an underseen film like a bit of an underdog of a film but it's it's really mm. good yeah I, i'd recommend it and then I came to you the same as you that come into that end bit where you have the montage and the final summing up I think is incredibly well written is yeah 
there's one I sat and thought about afterwards you know I sat um I just sat through the credits having a little think about what I just watched it was good yeah Yeah, and then the last one on my list for the last week or so that I forgot to mention previously is film that brought up a few controversies a couple of years ago it's a few years old now Frankenstein's Army this is the one that Capcom were accused of robbing a load of the visuals for for the, oh, yeah. the latest Resident Evil. Um, have you either of you guys seen Frankenstein's Army? No, but no. it is. Um, so you we've all finished Village, right? I kept I kept thinking yeah. it was the what's that film with Aaron Eckhart in some sort of Frankenstein? Oh, I Frankenstein. Yeah, <laughs> not <laughs> that's that. based on a comic though, isn't it? Yeah, it's um. So the thing that they were accused of taking off the Resident Evil guys was accused of taking off is the factory section at the end where you've got loads oh. of like biomechanical zombies, yeah. particularly the guy with the propeller, like the like an oldie time airplane propeller for everybody, because that is oh, yeah. literally one for one from the movie, a movie yeah. that came out a few years before. Um, so Frankenstein's Army, it features like Russian soldiers uh, in the later stages of World War II, the liberating areas of Europe, uh, I think they're in Poland, and they are going into villages and so on, and they find out there's a Frankenstein character who is doing these experiments. Um, it's super low budget, but actually they do a lot with the budget they have. It's found footage style. There's a member of their unit who is following them with a camera and is filming these things, and it's set from this particular POV. Um, but it's it's quite claustrophobic in places you do see the the creases where the where the budget is limited but there's some really interesting stuff and to talk about the controversy a little bit i guess you could argue that something with a lower audience and you know being less unknown arguably some of their character designers might not have seen this stuff i'm not a court of law i've never claimed to be but when you look at it as a as a casual viewer, when you look at it side by side, you can definitely oh, see yeah. how Don't you can definitely it. see the similarities really, really heavily. So, while we can't be part of making the legal decisions, um, it's worth checking out that film if you get a chance to. Forget what That's platform cool. it was on now, but it's it, it's it's worth watching. And if if you like found footage, there's you could do far worse. Yeah, that propeller head definitely looks. Yeah, no, one, I mean, like it's, you said, it's, one for one. It's 100 identical, yeah. And oh, I think well, it's well. it's it's made that it's made all the more it feels all the more blatant in that it's got a very similar like grimy cobbled together feel to it as you see in that section of the game as well. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else, or was that? Are, are no, we that's, covered? That's, that's me done for today. I think. Uh, more, more Buffy and more The Boys I've been watching, which have both been very, very fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. The list of TV shows I've got to watch now is 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 unbelievable. I can't yeah. even... Cool. Don't, even know where, don't even know where to start now. But it's all, gonna... it's all shows I've already seen, like, the first two series of, so I need to continue, but yeah. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I've got to get back onto The Boys. I'm going to finish off Obi-Wan tomorrow, and then that'll be done for a bit. I'll tell you one thing. Um... No, I forgot about that. So, are you guys fans of the Sandman comic? Uh, the Neil Gaiman Sandman series? Yeah. I mean, yes. It was a long, long time ago that I read it, and I think I only ever read, read some of it once. So, I've not read the, um, all of it, but the bits I've read are really good. Well, so, uh, we did see that there is like the Netflix TV show trailer, yeah. 
but we've been listening to the Audible adaptation, which is like this uh, huge okay. production. It's like James McAvoy. As I was say, is that the James McAvoy one? Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Kat Dennings plays Deaf in it. Um, it's like a, oh, wow. a really incredible cast. Um, and it's a Dirk Mags production, um, who's a kind of an audio, a bona fide audio wizard from the ages. And it's oh. when we first listened to it, I was like, wow, I think this is almost almost too much. It's super bombastic. <laughs> like the amount of production, it's like they've gone yeah. anything that could be on anything that could be a noise related to this series, either digest it like part of the story or in someone's head. We were having it in. Like it's so much going on, but then we're when having you're it trying in. to get into the flow of it a bit, and it's like kind of astounding. Like it's really, really good. Um, and it's, I mean, if you're a horror fan, um, it's got plenty of horror moments in there and horror notes. Um, but it's, it is, it is a great series. And in a way, I'm kind of preferring some of the audio stuff as opposed to what I read in the comic. But maybe that's because I know the comic quite well. And this is just adding an extra kind of bringing it to life a little bit without spoiling anything, Luke. So, yeah, I got it. And when I had an audible subscription, so it's in the you know endless pile of content for me to get through. Do they do the Doctor Destiny bit from the first volume? Holy shit, yeah. Um, it's quite early on, yeah, it's quite Uh, early in the comic as well, isn't it? Yeah, and it's really good to do the 24 hours inside that cafe, yeah. It's good. It's really gruesome. Uh, That's some of the most horrible comic writing ever. It's great, but um... yeah, there's a there's a scene before that where Doctor D is getting a lift from like a nurse towards uh, wherever he's going to get the the ruby. Um, and I remember that bit in the comics. I remember it like really sticking with me because uh, we we they build it up as if she's I don't know she's they, they kind of build like they're building like a bit of a friendship between them. And it just kind of ends really suddenly and sort of harshly. I, I won't spoil it for people, but it's just the, the voice acting adds a lot to it. Like there's a bit more, I don't know, because it can be quite dialogue heavy, the comic, and it'd be quite text yeah. heavy at times. Whereas this, you just put it on and it forces you through it in a way, in the way that audiobooks do. Yeah, I might try and get on that and do it before the series. Yeah. The, the last bit we just listened to was the Hob. You know, the guy who decides not to die. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Vaguely, but I couldn't tell you yeah. much more than that. It's good. I'm really enjoying it. And, and I can't believe it's so long. It's like 13 hours, but we're only half- halfway through. And it's done oh, so man. much of the story. Wow. Yeah, I need to need to get on and do that. Yeah. Other than that, though, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. <clears throat> Someone else who's all into dreams. I think lots of this has been connected. You talked about a chat with Big Nails. You talked about Dreams, that's Hanlon. <laughs> now here we are. Look, give your nails a trim down, mate. The, guy the, the, the uh, yeah, the guy, the guy at the door that you had in a nightmare. Yeah, all, it's all connected. All, all back to old Fred Krueger himself. Yeah, big. I was thinking, I was thinking that there could be a cool crossover with um, Sandman and uh, uh, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah, Freddy Krueger, the bastard son. Of the hundred maniacs, is that? Oh, yeah. it is. It's not how pregnancy works, but you know, <laughs> it's not how pregnancy high. works, but you can get more than one. Uh, two, I think you get like two males can make a, a single baby, though. not in the sense that there still needs to be a female aspect as well. I can't remember oh, what yeah. it's called, but like two characteristics from two different men can 
I'm going to have to look at. I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, I put it to you: the scientists to work this out. These scientists have got too much time on their hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and semen. So- oh yeah, I've got, this. <laughs> I've got so much semen on my hands. Somebody get me a bit of kitchen roll. Okay, so this is the third Nightmare on Elm Street movie that we've done on the podcast. We did obviously the first very early on. Uh, you joined us for the first one, right, Andy? Yeah, I think I've been with you for every. Every reiteration of Freddy movie. So, uh, yep. A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, is a 1987 American fantasy slasher horror film directed by Chuck Russell. Uh, the story was developed by Wes Craven and Bruce Wagner. Might be Wagner. Uh, stars Heather... Uh, oh, I'm going to nail this name. Langenkamp. Heather Langenkamp. Stars Heather Langenkamp, Patricia Arquette, Larry Fishburne. This is before Lawrence. Yeah. Priscilla Pointer, Craig Wasson, and... Uh, Robert England as Freddy Krueger. Um, what is the plot? What a psychiatrist. Is the plot? <laughs> what is the plot? A psychiatrist familiar with a knife-wielding dream demon, Freddy Krueger, helps teens at a mental hospital battle the killer who is invading their dreams. Hmm. So, review-wise, uh, Rotten Tomatoes is seventy-one percent critic score, sixty-eight percent audience score. The Rotten Tomatoes critics consensus is where they all meet together in a dream and they talk about how they felt about the film. Um, <laughs> Nightmare on Street 3 Dream Warriors offers an imaginative and surprisingly satisfying rebound for a franchise already starting to succumb to sequelitis. Um, IMDb has a 6.8 out of 10. Letterbox, I thought it'd be higher here, but it's 3.6 out of 5. I thought it would be more towards the four. Yeah, the um, four mark, yeah. Claire, though, said, I'm going to hunt down and kill whoever came up with the idea for the arm for the arm mouse and needle hands. Count your days. And she gave it <laughs> half a star. And I'm, I'm reading that and thinking, but that was like one of my favourite bits. It's one of the best yeah. bits. And actually, Claire, if you're off offering to kill people and taking some terrible, you know better than Freddy, really. You've not learned anything from this film. Yeah, no. Out of all it, of the Nightmare on Elm Streets, I think this one might have my favourite playfulness with the the mm. the reality bending elements. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, but but also it says it's already it's already fallen what it, victim to sequelitis. I don't think number two was. I think number two was a bit of a flop, wasn't it? But number two was a bit of a flop. Number two kind of like got rid of some of the rules of of Freddy, like in actually invading dreams, wasn't it? Like a sort of. Um, Taking over his possession, taking over Jesse's body and coming yeah, out. Yeah, so it, the second film in the franchise, you're already taking the rules and kind of screwing them up. Whereas with this one, it seems like a sure back to basics in terms of the plot, but also it like I feel like this one solidifies Freddy Krueger as like that playful um, puppet master. I guess forgive the pun. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, as like an iconic boogie and adding the one-liners, and then you've pretty much got. Um, what Freddy would be known as I guess and in yeah. many ways like this is probably what we see in more legacy sequels of the future there, are, there is no real recognition of Nightmare on Elm Street 2 as having been a thing right whereas it does directly link to Nightmare on Elm Street 1 mm-hmm. yeah did you, sorry Luke did you have another r- review you're gonna no no, oh, you had a look on your face, which was like, I've got something to say, and you guys are. I usually do two of these. <laughs> no, um, I think I was going to say 
I mean, uh, so he does quip a lot in this one, but I also feel like he's still scary in this. Mm. He's still kind of weird looking. He's not doing uh, Super Freddy or playing with a Nintendo Power Glove as he will go on to do yet in the series. He's still yeah. got a lot of menace to him as Freddy in this and a lot of mystery. And also, yeah. like the back, the backstory of him is getting fleshed out a bit more. It's getting a couple of extra little bits. Does it get any it, more fleshed it? out than this? I feel like this is as much. Oh, we've out got we, we've got some more to come with okay. with his daughter and ghost mum makes another appearance and all kinds. Oh, but I think this is the front. The ghostman, Ben. Yeah, the ghostman <laughs> delivers <laughs> some exposition for you. <laughs> It's my favourite way to receive it. The ghost would. Yeah. Comes really quietly as well. Comes in. Doesn't set the dogs barking. Um, I think this, this, like what Freddy and Nightmare on Elm Street becomes, and I've mentioned this before previously, this is the difference between franchises versus something like Nightmare on Elm Street where you see, even though Wes Craven's involved again here, his involvement is sporadic in the franchise and you have other directors and other writers and other filmmakers, all with a really huge motivation to go and make the franchise their own and do something very, almost deliberately very different, to take it in a new direction, do something that stands out. Is this Wes Craven's last involvement before New, new before Nightmare? Before New Nightmare, I think, yeah. I think it is. Okay. Uh, but then if you look at another franchise where, I bring it, brought it up before, Child's Play, where you have, even though the directors will, will change, you have the same writer across that, that franchise, which is why so long into it, all with the exception of the completely separate new version of it, Child's Play tends to function as, as one series and it hasn't ended up in space or tripped over its own lore just yet. Mm. Um, I think having that individual creator that's always got an eye on continuity and I expect you'll see that more because ongoing cinematic universes and continuity is big in the zeitgeist right now, but obviously wasn't in the 80s because you have so much sporadic filmmaking, which I would say is effective in this case, but not over the series overall. Look what uh, Chuck Russell also directed. Uh, so after he did this in 1987, he did The Blob in 1988 which is ah. i think really good in fact yeah. that's probably one of my favorite horror movies i watched as a kid yeah the, um, the 80s blob is yeah. great a great remake a great movie and i didn't know it was the same director but now you say it look at some of the visuals on this well yeah hold those forces Andy. he also directed the mask which is super playful has a kind of character who uh actually the mask comics were kind of more horror based mm. right and then they turned it into a kind of more comedy in the movie. Um, and he also did The Scorpion King in oh. 2002. <laughs> oh, wait. That is a, this is a weird sort of filmography, isn't it? The Mask, The Scorpion King, Eraser, that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger yeah. Memory thing. movie. Yeah, uh, yeah so it's, a, it's a varied... He made jung- Jungly, Jungly in 2019. Which oh well, like a oh this is a strange Bollywood Bollywood movie, yeah. That's, see that is a that is a really interesting sort of filmography, isn't it? He's gone all over the place. You can see that DNA across these things for sure. That weird reality warping 
type of stuff, yeah. with the exception of maybe Eraser. Um, but yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good connections between those, and you can certainly see the style that this director brings to it. Yeah, just look at the Bollywood yeah. pictures, crazy. Um, okay, so obviously Heather Langer comes back as as Nancy. Um, she also is a new nightmare. Is she only in those three? Does she come back for any more? I think that's it. I'm not yeah. sure. Does she appear in the next one at all? I don't think so. I think it's just these three. Yeah. Patricia Arquette, yeah, looks like who that. we'd all know from a fair few things. Um, I think this is Patricia Arquette's first role as well. Is it her yeah. first? Like, this franchise introduced us to a lot of people Larry that Depp. would go on to yeah, big names. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp in the first ones. Is this Larry? Larry it's an Fishburne. early Larry Fishburne, if it's not his first. Yeah, early Larry Fishburne before he went, call me Lawrence. Come on. I'm an adult now. Anymore. I'm an yeah. adult now. Um, yeah, he'd been in quite a lot of things before this. He'd already been in The Colour Purple. Uh, yeah, loads of stuff. He's really good as well. He's really charismatic. Right from yeah. the get-go. You could tell he's going to be a guy called Morpheus at some point. Speaking of Morpheus. <laughs> Big Morpheus. Dream King. Can't get away from it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... There's a, lot of, there's a lot of actors in this who kind of look like other people. Like Craig Wasson as Dr. Neil Gordon. I was like, who's this guy? I recognise him. But he's just got one of those 80s, 80s hair and jacket combos. He's a classic. Look like... He's a classic that guy, isn't he? He's a classic that guy. Also, he's got absolutely yeah. no, no, uh, no sympathy for anyone who's going to commit suicide. He went off. He went off. <laughs> Someone saying to commit suicide. Oh God, that uh, whole that whole bloody scene later on. It's like you just wasn't strong enough, were you? You were bloody strong <laughs> enough, mate. Steady on. Uh, and, yeah. Also, also a very a very uh, a cameo from Zsa Zsa Gabor, very briefly, yeah. which was uh, <laughs> which was interesting. Yeah, she's on the telly. Luke, Luke, Luke was yawning then, but oh, I thought it was like yeah. a, a silent scream. <laughs> oh, careful, Luke. Uh, Don't get that yawn in. He'll be after you. And uh, what's he'll, that he'll be right name? In it. I, uh, he's like a David Letterman type. Dick, Dick Cavett. Dick Cavett, that's it. Yeah. Dick Cavett. Dick Cavett uh, got like... to shout at Zsa Zsa Gabor in a Freddy voice. <laughs> yeah. I think they're like all the, all the well, I guess you say teenagers, all the teenagers are great like they've got a really good like there's a good dynamic between the group as well and you kind of care about them it's not like there's none of them are kind of overwritten to the point where you're like i can't wait for them to die you kind Mm. of care about everyone and when when each person gets like knocked off you do feel a bit like it's weird weird how there's loads of hints i don't know if you picked up on it subtle hints of this uh referencing netflix's stranger things just little hints throughout (laughs) throughout Little, Hang little, on a minute. Little, little tidbits that if you're yeah, a real detailed horror fan or if you really invested some time in reading some listicles, you could yeah. see the tiny, ever so subtle. Yeah. It's like I mean, you have I, a Coke with vanilla and you go, is this a regular Coke? You can't say very subtle. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, you could definitely tell that Stranger Things took uh, Nightmare on Street 3 as, as a bit of a. Um, a major influence for a lot yeah. of the kind of the, the kids dynamic, Dungeons and Dragons kids especially. Oh yeah, um, Dungeons and Dragons kids. Yeah, but it's 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 odd, isn't it? Because it's like seeing it through that lens, but not one of like nostalgia, not of like looking back at it. It's like this is actually 
you this know, is, what it this was is like. Apart from, apart this from is exactly Freddy, what life Freddy, was like back in Freddy, yeah. <laughs> Freddy Krueger knocking about. Um, there were lots of yeah. Freddy Kruegers about in the 80s, just browner. And this, very brown. Lots of browns, lots of earthy tones in their clothes. Yeah. yeah. It's because we're, we're at a mental hospital as well, which is... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. a psychiatric hospital, psychiatric institute. Also, I mean, I don't know where you stand there. I feel like this. I mean, it probably is my favorite of of all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. But I, feel, I don't know. It feels like it just perfects the formula. There yeah. is a formula here, and it's almost like with a lot of the films that come, bef- the films before and the films afterwards, the formula doesn't quite lock into place. But I don't know. I feel like with this one it just locks into place with the characters, with the kills, with the visuals, with the way Freddy is and the rules of the, of, of, of the world established and the fret and like the, the camaraderie and the teamwork. And, you know, cause a lot of people think the dream warriors thing is like super cheesy. Um, it's fun. I, have you heard the, have you heard the theme tune as well? Write the theme tune. Sing dream, the theme tune. dream warriors by Dokken with the dream warriors. Don't want to dream no more. Have Love I heard that song? Never. I have been listening. I have been listening. <laughs> I have been listening to that song all day. So I watched like a, a sort of retrospective YouTube video earlier about this movie. And uh, obviously I heard the song at the end of the film as well, but I was like, I'm going to hunt that down. My, oh my, I can, I cannot stop listening to it. What a it time. Is a, it is what a time to be alive. That it's it's someone like died. Like, it's someone like crystallized the eighties and like got the whole decade into like a little pipette. And that's and that's yeah. it. And that's the song. The, apparently, the the movie, the the song, the music video of the song was on uh, the VHS before the movie played. So obviously, oh. you get the trailers and stuff. Sometimes at start of VHS, the music video was on there. That's just amazing. I that's love great. it. <laughs> yeah, what we, a banger! It's put together really nicely. But yeah, should we? Anything else on the cast or crew? I have got a little tidbit and i'm afraid i don't know the actor's name off the top of my head um you can help me out here that you know the actor that played Kincaid, uh the guy who's very strong um he got the part in it because he had a real shit time getting to the um to his audition for the role and the director said oh give us what you got and he just like cussed him out he was that like, he had a really bad time getting there and he was like Oh, go on. What have you? What are you going to show us then? He's just like, oh, fuck you, man. He was like really pissed off, and he was like, that's Zach and Kate. Get in. He's <laughs> having an wow. awful, awful day. Uh, Ken, Ken Sagos. Sagos, yeah. Saga, yeah. I don't know him from anything else, but um, yeah, he's great in this. He's on Twitter. Getting followed. <laughs> Yeah, I think every, everyone's great in it, you know. And and as I said, the Dream Warriors thing, everyone thinks is a bit cheesy, bit cheesy pie. But like the fact that everyone's got abilities, it's not like ridiculous abilities, is it? It's like well, their abilities. Uh, Trisha Arquette could do a bloody black, can do a backflip. Yeah, there, there are different levels of abilities. You can tell the guys' names of levels of imagination. There's like, I'm a wizard. I can do knife crime. I do backflips, and then Joey. His dream power, at least for the first half of the movie, is a guy that might get his fuck on. Like that's yeah. that's his that's his ability. Um, then he can do a big shout later on. <laughs> a massive well. shout. That's really yeah. weird. The whole the whole relationship with the nurse is is quite strange. Um, but yeah, I understand. So so it starts with the opening credits are like look, first of all, what did you think this was? I was like, is it somebody making pancake batter? 
Is yeah. it somebody uh, picking yeah. up a load of pretty oh. intense, intense crafting with sinister music? It is Very weird because like crafting. a fly as well, who nearly gets covered in in dough, like a fly just almost <laughs> getting in the way. Yeah. Um, I so I think I've seen this film for a long time, but and I think this might have been the first night when I'm free I saw. Because so I've got memories of just like waking up in the middle of the night watching with like midnight movies on and mm. that seeing the little house, like the model house and um, and Patricia, Patricia, I kept building it. That's a really strong visual. It's never mm. really left me. And then there's obviously there's the gravy granules that she's, that she's got. Yeah. Beef gravy. Kind of, it was a bit like, it reminded me of a bit of hereditary, you know, I, the model making. Uh, the yeah. model making, yeah. You watch Hereditary like years later, you might see a few subtle things. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. Someone's seen Hereditary before they yeah. made this film. Um, but yeah, I, I love those little... There's something really like odd, isn't there, like about just these little miniatures because you're always expecting, can you see a little figure in there? Is that figure... Yeah, it was good. And so she coloring, made... Lo- coloring lolly sticks, proper 80s crafts. Proper 80s yeah. crafts, yeah. She's on it middle of the night as well. But she's got a Tracy Island in the house. She's made. With Did you build boxes. a Tracy Island? Nah, didn't like Thunderbirds that much. No, it was more no. of a Captain Scarlet kid. I did it, but my friend properly did the Blue Peter uh, Tracy Island, and it was amazing. It looked so good. I was kind of jealous about it. But uh, yeah, I don't know if he's still got that. We live in such a weird, like, this is a very brief aside, but it's very strange that, like, that was a program that was from years before any of us were born, and it had like this huge resurgence when we were kids, like proper, like with no new content realistically. Like it was, was just, it was just a sixties puppet show again, right? Blue Peter. No, like Thunderbirds. It was just the oh. same, same thing again, and it became so. Popular. Like they look so real. It became so popular <laughs> that they had a line of toys and. Now it's a cultural, a cultural touch point that there was a program that taught us how to make this toy that was out of stock. But now that I think about it, it was mainly my dad going on about like Captain Scarlet and Stingray, and I think my dad yeah. pushed it onto me a bit. It's like, yeah, let's... they pushed you into it. Yeah, some people get <laughs> pushed into this. religion. I got pushed into puppet, puppet, puppet based sixties and seventies yeah. television programs. Yeah. But she's she's into it anyway. Um, Patricia Arquette's been watching the equivalent of of Blue Peter that they have in fictional Elm Street. In Elm Street, yeah. And uh, she's doing some doing some late night crafts. She's put a lot of time into it. She's like painting all of the the fence posts, pulling them all up. And I don't know why she was doing it. It's just to keep her up. Just to you got a hobby. To she didn't have a. I guess it's boring. So, no internet. Is, is it just because she's having she's been having dreams where Freddy's in them and she's like better stay I up. Don't want it. I don't want to have that dream and she's building this house because I don't know. Um because it's what she sees in her dream. Also when she does eventually fall asleep and go into her dream and she sees the what do Freddy's going for you kids. Yeah. There's a little there's a little boy involved. It's never usually a little boy, is it? It's usually aggressive. Yeah. It's usually two little girls. Where's this little boy come mm-hmm. from? Is he a recent yeah. victim? Freddy's an equal opportunities murderer. And I tell you what, say what you like about Freddy. Um, you know, Nancy will go on later and say he was a nasty old child murderer and then he became something even worse. Um, Tory <laughs> MP. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, the... Um, but... Say what you like about Freddy. Really solid branding. That guy knows. 
He's got a yeah. song. He's got a very distinct look. Which makes sense because in like later films, I think it might even just been Freddy versus Jason. The way he's he's like an idea virus, really. Like yeah. it's his branding that keeps him keeps him alive and keeps him in people's imaginations and in their dreams. As far as I know, though, in any of the you know, even though in the sequels we will dive into his history a lot more, we never see him get his marketing degree or anything like that. But he's very good at it. Natural no, talent. That will be in the remake boot where he gets that. Or it'll be in the pitch that I give to Jason Blum. So Freddy Krueger, marketing executive, goes too far, kills a load of kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's got really strong branding. Um, he, Patricia Raquette meets a little girl who, if we believe this little girl, she goes, oh, hello, little girl. Uh, what's your name? And the little girl goes, <laughs> so little girl, haha, beautiful name for a boy or a girl. Um Unit sort of tricycles off into the into a boiler room. Boiler comes oh, up, yeah. goes off. Oh, Freddy's home, and yeah. then Patricia Arquette again. Great conceptual like nightmare moment moment because you can't run in a dream; it's awful. Yeah, and then she ends up in the tar like uh, Harry and Marv in Home Alone. Which yep. one? Mar- I think Marv ends up in the tar on the yep. stairs. He marves her. On the- he marves her. But also, immediately, as soon as she picks up this girl, I'm like, that is like You're a... doll now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the most <laughs> obvious doll. I've ever was Patricia Arquette not covered by their insurance to carry a real child? No, she would have fallen and just crushed her. In the tar. Smushed. Yeah, um, she'd made, a lo- made a lolly sticks. Yeah, well, tell you what she's made of in a minute. Made of a bloody skeleton. She finally gets away from Freddy. The little girl goes, Oh, cool, Lobby, you're right in me. She looks down, bloody bones. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what's effective when she walks into the other room and there's loads of like people hanging. Yeah. That's effect. That is that is gruesome. That that I think uh, if I would have seen this as a kid, I'd forgotten that 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 bit. But yeah, that would have really because it's literally a room full of hanged teenagers. Yeah, yeah. How did she get out of this bit, this level of dream? She's got to jump through the she, window or something. She she jump scares herself awake, and we get the classic. It's another classic Freddy maneuver where you think you're awake, but you're not really. Uh, yeah, I loved his little uh, faucet fingers. Yeah, that was that really had. good, especially because yeah. one had knives poking at the end. Yeah, they were, like, they were like little Mickey Mouse hands. Yeah, because the little white, white cap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so she wakes up, and one of the she goes out there, and then yeah, she's not really awake again. It's Imagine if you'd done that, Luke. You you went through that after the other night, and then you woke up in a bit, and you were still on the sofa. Yeah. Just like a week later, uh, but Fred one tap one tap grabs a hand and holds a wrist like out in a prone position, and then the other Freddy hand. And it's so good because he's in the mirror, like really strong visually. Yeah, he's there in the mirror. Yeah, like the... And, yeah. sorry, Ben, you go. I'm assuming it's mostly practical effects, isn't it? There's some. Yeah, I think. It's yeah, mostly I've seen this effect before in like. Uh... And it, it feels like quite an old school effect where you have a you turn off the light or something and you turn it on and then you see yeah. the, the person behind the glass. I'm in the bloody mirror. Yeah. Uh, and then when she wakes up, of course, her mum walks into the bathroom and it looks like she's the the cut from a little wrist. And then immediately she goes straight to the psychiatric hospital. Do not pass go. Do not straight two hundred dollars. We're getting you straight there. Straight to psychiatric hospital where she's where her mom is now being like an absolute bitch to her and going like 
I know my daughter. This is just attention. If she slashed her wrist, mom, probably give her a bit of attention, I reckon. And yeah, she but surely is... she has to pay to put her in. Yeah, probably. So if it's, yeah. I don't know if it's just retention, why not uh, not take her to the psychiatric hospital? Well, you've done that now. It's closer than and hospital. She, and she's going, like, they're trying to sedate um, Patricia Arquette, Kristen, her name is. They're yeah. trying to sedate her. She's going ape shit. She ain't having none of it. She is Plus kicking, she's a, of, kicking up a right fuss. She's down in it. She's got the strength of six men at this time. She's <laughs> come here, spinning people around, throwing them. The, the secret is I'm, I'm always in like, dreams. She's it's all like caffeine coursing through. <laughs> Probably double jump if you tried. Like, <laughs> I'm all right at doing gymnastics in my dream. Okay. Anything else? You could probably do anything if it's like a lucid dream or something. This lad's a wizard. That's, it. That's, as, far, that's as far as I can go, really. <laughs> the, the wizard one's a bit of shit, though, because um, he does some wizarding and Freddy's like, I don't know. Uh, he just makes a butterfly. You're weak, you weak against being stabbed, sadly. Still. <laughs> some, of them get, some of them get two things in their dream as well. Some of them get like, I could do a flip, but he gets uh, my, my legs work again and I'm a wizard. Yeah. Well, one of them gets <laughs> like, I look badass. And I'm good with knives. And I got some knives. And I got some knives, yeah. I got a wicked haircut and a switchblade. She's pretty good with this. She like flips them around. Yeah. Yeah. Um gets a a good couple of good licks. Impressive. Yeah. A couple of good licks in. Uh, Um, yeah. So the mom is terrible. Uh, Kristen's been um sectioned away in this in this place, despite her mom's protests. But don't worry. Because as the doctor is saying, who's this new member of staff we got coming in? It's only our old mate Nancy from the first Freddy film. She's yeah, got a great streak in her hair now. Yeah. Do you love how they've made this still quite young actor who played a teenager just about what in real time about three four years ago? How they made her look like an adult. She has a grey streak in her hair like Rogue, and she has some pearls. Yeah. Does does her hair go grey? In the original? In, in the first one, yeah. It does, yeah. It? yeah. I think when she has that nightmare when they take her to the sleep clinic and she robs his yeah. hat, I think she gets a white yeah. streak in her hair then. Yeah, because she's like so scared. It's, it, that, that is when you... That does happen to people, right? They get a white streak in their hair from stress or something. Yeah, like that boy in the song mm, by the Crash Test Dummies, his hair went white when he almost got hit by a car. <laughs> when he almost got hit by a car. Yeah. Well, I thought the whole job was to get hit by cars. If you're a crash test dummy, yeah, come on. Not if you're that little boy, though, in the song. Um, Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I haven't heard that song for a long time. Um, Okay, so now we get to, we get like a bit of an introduction of all of the the kids. Is um, I think Larry, even Larry, we get an introduction with him. He's a cool orderly, I want to say. Yeah, he's a cool orderly who's like got theories and is. Friend, the, the doctor, the boss, is like really welcoming of this order. He's like, hey, I've got a theory about this. And he goes, well, send him out here. We need all the ideas we got. Acid. Oh, yeah. Keep that idea going. <laughs> I mean, we'll put that on the Maybe main email, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so God. So with, with Nancy, we said that she came in because she heard Kristen doing a nursery rhyme, wasn't it? She heard, oh, yeah. The entrance. She's yeah, like, yeah. she's like slashing them, and she starts the, she's singing the Freddie song, all, all uh, upset about it. Nancy does and then, like a third part harmony to it. Yeah, 
Oh, this is great. That's my favorite song. He's coming for you and you and you. And <laughs> yeah, he really tap, starts. tap dances into the scene. And she really talks, <laughs> talk, talks her down and says, yeah. that's all right. I can, I can help you with this. And she immediately is everyone's favorite. Yeah. Um, I think we meet there's... the rest of the gang here. So we meet Paul, who they call the Walker. Um, yeah. Paul Walker is his name. Um, the others, the others don't have insensitive nicknames. Um, What's he doing yeah. at the time? He's making models. He, he makes, makes like puppets. Puppets. Yeah, yeah. He loves puppets. Um, and then what's the name? The one is it? Chris? Not Kristen. That's the main character. Um, so there's Kristen, who's you know she's the recent one. There is Paul, who is the sleepwalker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Taryn, the one who said that she's only there, the one who, who, who had a history of drugs, and she says she's only there to avoid Juvie. I'm only here to avoid Juvie Hall. Yeah, I think she says that. But she's also having Freddy nightmares, so kind <laughs> of, Taryn, come on. Yeah. Mean, there's not, they're all having Freddy nightmares. There's not one who's just like, well, I'm all right, actually. Well, it's um, weird. Like, uh, they say they're all experiencing a collective nightmare. Um, I'd surely at some point they would they would notice that they hadn't talked to each other before. So like, where is this nightmare coming from? How come they're having the same nightmare? Yeah. They would have pointed out the same guy is there as well. So Kincaid is a angry young man. He's there. Uh, Joey is a silent boy. Will yeah. is is Will the wizard master? He's the one that is. Yeah. It's implied he's in a he's in a wheelchair because of a previous attempt on. His yeah, own yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. But it was Freddy, we're led to believe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, that is that the whole guy? Oh no, of course. There's TV girl, I can't remember. Jennifer. TV Does girl, it? yeah. She wants to be an actress. Yeah. Wants that's to make, her, that's her, wants, her wants to make yeah. Her, yeah, her thing is that she wants to be on, on television. Her thing is she wants to be an actress. Don't stop going on about it. Tell us once and then leave it at that. Oh, you want to be an actress? Okay, I'll keep saying it, keep saying it. And I, I just watch TV all the time, over and over again. No. Freddy uses lots of, like, jigsaw-type logic once you get past Saw 3, where people don't actually have problems. It's not that they're criminals or anything. It's that they have a hobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you want to be want to be an actress, do you? That's embarrassing. Yeah, Come well, here, then. Die. What's that? You be, what's that? You've got, like, a non-destructive, completely non-harmful hobby that you do, like make puppets. We can teach you a thing exactly. or two. Yeah, and um, and we have, I think we have a little glimpse glimpse of ghost ghost nun mom in a little bit yeah. as well. Ghost ghost yeah. nun mom's knocking knocking about, unnerving. You'd never see in any situation if you saw someone looking like that, a ghost nun mom, you would not just think she's part of the furniture. You wouldn't go, oh yeah, ghost nun mom. She I, just I guess she might be like, what's going uh... on? Churches, like whenever I see a nun, I try and waft my hand through them just to make sure they're not a ghost. <laughs> oh, straight across the chop. Sorry. Also, is ghost. this is yeah. is this the first time in the Nightmare on Elm, Elm Street franchise where like Christianity is used against uh, Freddy because there's like a crucifix and some holy water? Yeah. And obviously, his mum's a ghost nun. Oh, actually, in the first one. There's a cross on the wall when he pokes his his face against it, isn't there? Mm. On one of the bedrooms, he's that. Yeah, there's a lot of like hell imagery. 
in the in the first two, yeah. I think, maybe more in the first one. Uh, and there's, there's a bit more hell imagery in this one, which I, I really enjoy. Yeah, it gets and a also, hellish in a bit. There's also the whole thing of him like absorbing the souls of the kids as well, which is really fun. And they get they get to shout on his chest for eternity. I think you get used to it after a while. You just start talking to each other. Wasn't right. <laughs> so what did what did you do before you ended up here? Oh, yeah, what was your kid? What was your hobby? Oh, I fucking love skipping. Smash me up with a skipping rope. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell, Freddy. It'd be a bit awkward as well, wouldn't it? Especially if you were like, I don't know, in the in the place of a nipple. Yeah. Two little nipples, belly button. It's all over the place. Yeah, nightmare to go swimming if you're a Freddy. You never have a moment to yourself if you're a Freddy. Like, he must want to have a moment to himself. He's like, okay, I've done a lot of invading dreams and murdering kids. Just Maybe that's why he wears quite a, thick, yeah, wears quite a thick jumper, doesn't he? Yeah. Thick jumper. So he can't sunbathe. Yeah, Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine the fact the fact of 50 he has to put on all the tiny little faces. Come on. <laughs> all in the crevices. I'm pretty Get sure he's, he's gone past using uh, after sun or whatever to cover his burn marks. <laughs> Not good a bloody aloe vera good, in the world. Good point. Good point. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's poor old um, Paul Philip the Walker who, who does it here. Like he's already yeah, done yeah. a lot of exposition. He explains in the group um, that this is a thing. And Nancy is trying, she's advocating pretty strongly to the doctor to try good old hypnosil, a drug that will stop you having dreams. Um, yeah. But before they can really get that done um freddie or in a dream freddie comes becomes one of the puppets i think this is quite you talked about this the practical effects and the special effects that are used by this director yeah this is quite a it's quite a horrific scene because it's one of that makes me sort of twinge watching it like that someone would get your veins out and then use them as a use you to marionette yeah well like his little puppet starts off it turns into a freddie puppet like the yeah. face kind of molds into a Freddy face, which is good. Uh, and then, yeah, that idea of like using your veins or something as, as puppet as strings. strings is gross. And like, it, yeah, it does it kind of look really painful. Good. And his face as well, when he's like, yeah, he's almost like, agony, but there's nothing I can do. Ah! And obviously, yeah. we see him, we see him walking along like in reality as well. I'm confused by one thing though, because he's walking along in reality, but then we see him pass through a door. He passes through a door. Maybe that's just a, hmm. that's weird. Less- Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way. So you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. To know Freddy Power. Yeah, how does that work? You could, like, left, you could have just left the door unlocked and that not had to be a thing. Yeah, not... not... <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, two, two of the other guys, like the wheelchair, the guy in the wheelchair. Um, what's his name again? Sorry, if I'm... So, Will and Kincaid. 
Will and Kincaid, um, those guys have got like a buddy system where they're like, okay, I'll stay awake for a bit, then you, you can have a little nap, uh, then then vice versa, we'll swap over. They've got a nice buddy system going on. Uh, and they're the ones who see him at the top of like a, was it almost like a clock tower? Look, a, tower? Yeah, there's a there's a dangerous clock tower here in the... Um... <laughs> Yeah, in the and in the like mental health hospital. Yeah, and King Kincaid manages to. Oh wait, not Kincaid. It's the guy who can't speak. Joey, Joey, yeah. Joey and Joey, Will have the buddy system. When they see him, despite the fact he he can't speak, he goes and alerts everybody by grabbing like a, a metal tray and a. Well, it's like a dinner tray. He runs through the hospital like he's blooming Donkey Kong or something. <laughs> smashing. See, I don't the reckon I'd right come out. out. I, I don't reckon yeah. I'd come out. I'd just be like, oh. What the fuck was that? Leave me alone. Um, but yeah, he manages to they um and and uh Will smashes the uh window as well, and they're all yelling. But really, even though they're there's nothing they can do, there's just an audience for um what's it what's his name? Philip. Philip. Philip to die. And there's a good I like this scene where and it's a good effect as well, where we see um Freddie in the sky kind of like mm. marionetting him, and then he's with his knife hand slices the strings and he falls to his death which is uh yeah it's good yeah. it's effective yeah. and you feel and you feel it you feel like everyone's devastated that one of one of them's deaded and this is like what good 30 30 plus minutes into the movie and this is the first the first one death. of these guys we've seen that so we've got time yeah. to meet these things but it does feel like i don't feel like the film has dragged its feet because we opened with that very sort of strong action beat as well so doesn't feel like it's really dragged and from here it just accelerates to the end and it's weird because in movies like this it kind of the opening scene is always some kind of death that sets everything into motion and the fact that we didn't even get that shows like how good this film is that it does sort of have that power behind it yeah quite soon afterwards there's the the next death which is the the tv girl death one yeah and this line was ad-libbed apparently so jennifer wants to stay awake um larry fishburne cut to some slack and says all right you stay up tonight i get it um and she's watching jar jar gabor have an interview and then on the telly i'll show anything these days it must be one of the sky channels so she's also she's put like burning herself with cigarettes to stay awake Ah, yes. The days of the 1980s where you could punch darts in a hospital. Like it Also, it doesn't work because she does it and then goes, oh, that's that smarted. And then two seconds later, she's like, there's an officer. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. But <laughs> yeah. two, two seconds of clarity. What's the point? Also, I, I forgot to mention, there was, a, there was a line previously with Kincaid that kind of made me laugh when, when they were kind of trying to work out why they're all having these shared shared traumas and shared dreams and stuff. Um, one of the doctors, Dr. Elizabeth Sims, who's like all against it. She thinks she's, the, just, she's, she's all, the villain of the piece. True. She's villain. the villain of the piece. She says it's because of repressed sexuality. And Kincaid says, oh, right now, even my dick's trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was pretty good. Uh, yeah. And obviously yeah. we get the, t- the TV. The TV Cigarette there. burns don't work. Um, no. She sees Freddie kill Jar Jar on... TV, so she goes a bit closer naturally, not expecting that the telly is a transformer. Yeah, telly's a bloody transformer, mate. Yeah. Short circuit arms. Yeah, Freddie Head comes. <laughs> Freddie Head comes out the top, grab grabs it, and he uses his new favourite word that he's used, that he's learned in these films. He goes, "Excuse me, 
It's your big break in TV, Jennifer. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Shoves Welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah. But also, like, bless her. What she wanted to do was make it in TV. Now she's at her head in TV. Also, if you're supposed to think that this death has happened not related to a supernatural child murder dream invasion, yeah. how she got up there? Someone has suicided by like doing like a diving headbutt into the TV with such force. I thought you said going to be bed herself on the TV, it. not in the TV. <laughs> she was watching her fate. She's watching her favorite soccer game in 1987. <laughs> Later on, there they put the kids back in that room to to hold them for yeah. a little bit, just to like wait around. And the TV's been taken away, but it's like a dark smudge. Yeah, there's like a big singe mark. I kind of like I kind of like that detail. Yeah, don't look at that, kids. I do kind of like that. I know you're all traumatized, but try not to be. Yeah, you got to be strong. Try your very best not to be. Exactly. Um, We have the funeral where the doctor, aside from a couple of like aside scenes already, where he's been kind of, I mean, in the interest of getting to know a new member of staff, has been on a couple of like romantic dinners with Nancy already. Yeah. Um. And he meets a nun at the funeral when he's hanging away, when he's hanging out away from the funeral at the sidelines, ghost nun comes and talks to him. Is this where we get the the bit about what happened or is that a bit later where she explains about the, the son of a hundred maniacs? Hmm, good question. Hmm. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, if it's not right now, it's after just another, just one more funeral where she says, oh, basically... Oh, this place. This place. Oh, massive hospital. Uh, once upon a time, obviously, uh, prison. Hundreds of them in the worst wronguns are in here, and a, a a young a young nurse was trapped in here over over the Christmas break and um, got assaulted by lots of lots of maniacs. And then when they found her, she was with child. As I said earlier, not how pregnancy works, unless you found more evidence to the contrary. Like the <laughs> uh, bastard yeah. son of a thousand men. But here's the <laughs> thing, right? And he was born out of wedlock. Oh my goodness! Do you feel? Do you feel sometimes in films like this they try and like that doesn't set someone up for the way they're going to be in life, like the horrible way that they're conceived, you know? No. But I think films kind nature of establish that a lot. Yeah, nature That's... versus nurture. I'm just trying to uh, trying to think. Okay, I'll quickly Google it to make sure the two fathers thing is a real thing. I'm like, what the hell do I Google? How do my you two dads? Can two dads make a baby? This is not <laughs> what I mean. Can two dads make a right? Yeah. Can a baby have multiple genetic ah, okay. fathers? This this must be real because it's, it's on the internet. Uh, is it possible for it's on Quora of all places? Is it possible for a baby to have two biological uh, fathers? Lisa Landry, uh, she's a medical person, says uh, the only way this could chimerism is the only way this could happen. Chimerism is extremely rare, um, and also they split up. I think as a band, they don't make music anymore. They were pretty great though. Um, <laughs> only about a hundred cases have ever been yeah. recorded, uh, so it can happen. But that's for two fathers, not not a hundred. Which means if you the can odds have of a Freddie are astronomical. Yeah, I mean, that's, what, that's like, how you make a Freddy. That's the whole point. Like, if you yeah. did have that, this you get a dream demon. So yeah. just don't yeah. do it, guys. Yeah. Just so don't do it. Uh, so, how yeah. does, so how does it happen? So 
the doctors accidentally locked the nurse in and forget about her. Yeah, it was Christmas. See, they all wanted Christmas. to get off. They all wanted to get off early, <laughs> and she got yeah. she got locked in, um, and then mm. all this happened. Um, yeah, but I mean, the the patients were just loose. Like I don't understand the logics of it. I guess. Well, I guess you need to let them off because if you're not going to be in, you've got to let them go to the toilet and stuff. So you just unlock them for Christmas and say, right, yeah. do what you want. I guess. See Lots you in the new. Yeah. See in the new. Yeah. See, see in the new year. Nowadays, you just get one of those pet cameras, put it on the windowsill, so you can check in on your phone, <laughs> like buzz in. Oi. Yeah, buzz it. What are you doing? Oh, what, down. What are you doing? Don't don't do that. You're going to make down. a Freddy. Yeah, make a Freddy. Yeah. But um, so... they didn't have that technology back at the time. But now is when we learn um, Kristen gets a new power because she goes to sleep um, and has another Freddy encounter. Um, it's For those watching on video, it's Ben's background here. Freddy comes out, background. big, gross, mm. horrible worm gob. Oh, yeah. Like a Tim burton carpet shark kind of situation yeah. at first. Very wet looking as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Great head. Great. I mean, a fantastic head animation. Like his eyes are blinking, I think, and looking around. Yeah. yeah I think great. the special effects are just really good in this film. A big, oily Robert England head made of. Yeah, it's like a yeah. worm made out of bogeys. Got into, I wonder how he got into character for this. I wonder how long it took them to put the makeup on Robert England to do this part. Yeah. Just put him in a big sleeping bag full of guns. <laughs> Did you ever do that when you put a sleeping bag on and, put it and like play worms? Yeah, tend to be a worm and like do like cross body, like just diving across at people. <laughs> and then someone comes and gets the top of the sleeping bag, pulls it really tight, as tight as possible. You're in there forever now. <laughs> yeah, that's how Freddy gets you. Um, so Freddy is, he's chowing down on her. He's chombling Patricia Arquette right up. It's like um, how, the same way I eat a pepperoni. Yeah, that's how he's doing it. Yeah. Put it on the floor and like, <laughs> yeah, swallow it slowly like a snake. And he's he's got her. He's she's really up to a up to a midsection in Freddy's gob already. Yeah. Um, and she exhibits a dream power where she kind of calls for Nancy, who's having a snooze yeah. in the other room. She gets up, hears hears Kristen call for her, and then falls back, and then just tumbles into her dream on instinct, grabs a bit of shattered glass and just gouges it right into the Freddy snake. Yeah. She knows Do you realise that she, she doesn't realise it's she doesn't realise it's Freddy straight away, does she? It's not until she sees like its face. So she's already stabbed it in the eye and then she realises that it's Freddy. She goes, oh my I god, know him. like it's real. <laughs> I know him. Me and you go way back. And Freddy recognises her as well. He looks at her and he goes, yeah. For Freddy, it's like he's at a restaurant and the waitress has popped in to ask how the food is. Oh, far, hope. Yeah. Yeah. So he's. So obviously. And, yeah, sorry, Karen. Carry on. No, no, you go, go, go. I was just going to say so obviously, what we come to learn here is that Kristen's got an ability to call people into her dreams. She does explain afterwards that she did it when she was a kid. Uh, she was having a nightmare. She called her dad into the dreams. And then the next the next morning, she'd be like, Dad, you were in my dream last night. And he was like, yeah, I had that same dream. That's weird. Very strange. Interesting power. Not sure like like how it works in this world. Like, I don't know, whether you just got to call someone or think about someone or just, I don't know, because it'd be weird, wouldn't it? I'd be like, I, sleepy time is my alone time. I don't want to be in your dream with a big, scary Freddy head. 
Well, I'll, now I know that it's your alone time, Ben. If I dream about something really cool, Sean say, oh, Ben would like to see this. <laughs> ben would love to see this. Ben! I'm, or- I'm already there. I'm, or- I'm, already, I'm already there in the corner just watching. In the way that she, uh, she assumes it's uh, the little Patricia Arquette's dream and not Freddie's dream that she's popped into, or the worm's dream. That's attacking the little girl. Get out of his mouth. Uh, uh, <laughs> Get out of his dream. Leave him alone. He's having a nice time. Either that or it's his nightmares. Like as a worm, we don't know what worms are afraid of. Maybe they're really worried about choking on a teenage girl. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. <laughs> um, but she gets out of his mouth and then is able to do like classic escape from a dream where you literally go. And make yourself disappear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does a Professor X? <laughs> yeah, she, Professor X is out of the dream. Um, um, and yeah, and Nancy wakes up, sees a cut on her hand, and she goes, "That were bloody real." I can't believe it. Blooming Freddy again, just like when I was a kid. Um. So they, um, they keep pushing for, like, obviously this hypnosis. So they won't have dreams, but they think they'll, they'll try a little. A little something to um they'll try a little something first before they can do it. They go they get them into a group session and go, right, let's try a little bit of group hypnosis. Hopefully this'll work instantly, like 30 seconds max will get us all sorted. Um and they try it, and at first I think it's not blooming worked. But moments later they realize when um, the doctor who has also been hypnotized for some reason. He was forgot to look away. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that he kind of goes from "I don't believe in all this nonsense" to "I'm bloody hypnotized now and I'm in a dream." <laughs> Literally asleep in this dream with them, and they don't think it's worked because it's in a normal hospital room. So they say, "Oh, let's take a break," and everyone hangs about except for Joey, who wanders off to his room because the nurse who he um, saw earlier on, who Flirted with like what didn't she like them? She was a she normal person. She literally just it's she the, just smiled at him like see you later, just, mate. Oh, thanks for passing us that towel, Joey. It's the other guy that's the like just the bad member of staff yeah. that nothing happens to the one that says yeah. to um yeah. to the dangerous and beautiful lady that oh I've got the keys to the drugs cabinet if you want some like clean needles and heroin. She's like no thanks, but no thanks, um, no thanks I'm full, but um. Joey nips off because the nurse sort of gestures to him and says, cool, Lummy, um, I've actually liked you for ages, Joey. Um, do you want to um, take off my nurse's uniform, which I'm entirely naked underneath, apart from some pants? And um, <laughs> Blink once for yes and twice for no. Yeah, because I think this is a bit insensitive because she goes, oh, I fancied you for a long time. If I... If I absolutely shaggy dick off right now, I know you. I know. I I I know. I, I know you won't say anything. I'd be like, oh yeah. I, I've been rendered mute by trauma. That is really insensitive. Yeah. Of course you yeah. can't. It turns out maybe maybe like getting his end away is what's gonna reverse the effects of it. And his real voice would come out. Oh no! <laughs> A much deeper what? voice afterwards, like Barry White's voice. Hey. Hey, um, he's like absolutely not. Just but stay stay mute. She's like, um, so she gives him a kiss and then does creepy open eyes kissing and then yeah. gobs a couple of tongues at him and that strap him to the bed. 
how many times how many times has this happened in horror movies like a kiss that turns into a tongue bite slash tongue stretch it is it always affects me it always makes me feel taylor's oldest i was a bit confused because i thought is freddy lady nurse pulling on his tongue but then i thought no it must be but maybe maybe it's be freddy's tongue because then he kind of spits more tongues out um and i think his quip is what's up tongue tied yeah Tongue, yeah, tongue tied, and then I mean, he, turns he, the bed he, into he loves, a hell. He loves a one-liner. Doesn't also, turns the bed cat, into cat, a hell. Cat got your tongue. I mean, shit, tongue tied. <laughs> got a long tongue, mate. What? Uh, this I'll is give you a right like... tongue lashing. He must get thing. that. He must get his like puns or his quips wrong, at least a couple of times. Yeah. I guess we don't see this. Did he do? Did he do many puns and and one-liners? In this is the first one, really, isn't it? Does yeah, he do the first one. He's just ever... he's just this is God, isn't he? In the first one, but this oh, time yeah. he's he's puns are look plenty. How, look how bloody long my arms are, you bastards! What did you think? <laughs> what did you think about the uh, the bed falling away and revealing like the hell? hell yeah, I think that was good. Pretty cool. I, I didn't like seeing it. Oh, a lovely uh, what looked like a lovely mattress falling into hell. I thought, what a waste, oh, but no. a good way to get rid of them. Mattress, good way to get rid of them, because how do you get rid of a mattress, right? You can't leave it out for the bin men to take, because they won't. So what, you got no. to go to the tip so they lie down a mattress. On it. Oh, look at that mattress. Thanks, <laughs> thanks neighbours, for leaving this for me to rest on. <laughs> and that's the end of that. All, look, yeah. look, look at them five five bin men snuggled up on that mattress outside. I guess like a layer of kittens. <laughs> to get rid of a mattress, do you put it outside your house and then put a price on it like you're trying to sell it, meaning that it will be then stolen? Put like <laughs> price on it, fifty pounds. Do? Someone got stealing that. It turns out all you have to do is take your knife fingers, cut a hole around them, mm. and they just slip into hell. Fall into a hell where they immediately <laughs> burn, and you haven't got to worry about the emissions from hell because it's another dimension. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, apparently, this is another bit of Freddy trivia. There was they did some screen testing for. Robert England's Freddie head on the naked nurse's body, but the, so originally when it comes away, fantastic, it, it just it just transforms into Freddie, doesn't it? It's just oh, it's me, Freddie now, my jumper and hat. But I think they did some degree of testing where it was still naked, like nurse. Uh, I assume is you know actress slash model, uh, but yeah. then with just Robert England's head on top, like on top. But apparently it was too horrid. Nurse so, Marcy, her name is the, apparently. The thing is, I like the, the the whatever it is becoming a Freddy head is is quite iconic. Like, I'm just thinking like the telephone with his mouth. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a photo of it. I've got a photo of the nurse with a Freddy head. Oh, can you put really? it up? I kind of need to see this. Turn it into your background for a bit for anyone that's. Uh, <laughs> turn it into my background for a moment. Okay, I will. That's the thumbnail. Um, <laughs> let's, let's quite. Uh, that's quite aggressive, to be fair. It's almost like, I mean, to be honest, though, I'm sure I'd still be able to perform. If... <laughs> because Freddy Face is your thing. It's your niche that you've gotten into. I mean, it's not my thing, but I mean, you know, if I had to do the business. Especially if you're a young boy and you're already in hospital on a... Well, that, that's not it. That's the Northern Lights. Yeah. It's beautiful, though. Wow. Um Oh my god! Are you, are you talking about the black and white picture with him tied up and her stood next to him in her pants with the? Freddy I can head. see. I I can see that one as well though. This isn't the one I mean, but 
That's insane. It's terrifying, isn't it? He it was terrifying. just disappointed in finding a son tied up with towels. <laughs> yeah, I can't she's... believe I can't believe you're tied up. She's so angry that she's got Freddie's head now. I can't really get it. It's, it's so annoying. Oh, like, here it like, is. You got yeah, it. Yeah, I've 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 now found it. We'll have to we'll have to make it accessible somewhere. I'm not sure we'll get away yeah. with it on the socials, but um Well, this one's not got any uh any nudity in it. This one's been blurred. I think the nipples have been blurred out. Ah, uh, so Twitter safe. Maybe. The nipples well, have been blurred out. Oh, actually, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's got, he's got his hands on his hips anyway. He is furious because I'm going to send you to a hell, mate. <laughs> to a um, hell. So, I mean, we don't find out what happens for a little while. Like, he's just stuck there. Yeah, he can't wake time, up. No. At the same like time, a, he starts they, they to say, attack. The, the the dream team. Yeah, so I think what so what happens? They have a they're the next group session they have. Nancy says that they're the remaining patients are the last of the Elm Street kids to survive in children of those um who banded together and burned yeah. Freddy Krueger. Oh yeah, they told them of that, but they've been done because in their dream before Zoe Joey got caught, they've just tested their powers out. So they've done the I'm the yeah. wizard master, my legs strong. I can do flips. Can do flip. What, what would you? What would yours be if you're in the in the if you're a dream warrior? I quite like the double jump idea. I mean, it wouldn't be mine, but that would be awesome to have a double jump function. It would, um, but it depends how, how good your jump is. Anyway, do you know what I mean? Because otherwise, if your jumps jumps naff anyway, then doing two of them. I feel like if be... you had a double jump, you could jump further than most people, almost as far as the Olympic people. <laughs> the Olympic people. Oh no, we got one of them double jumpers in the Olympics this year. Yeah. I think it's unfair, and uh, I'm going to sign a petition to say double jumpers shouldn't be included in the Olympics. I would like to have a power where I could like sneeze, like missiles. Sneeze <laughs> I have no control over where they're going to come out. <laughs> that's, a, that's a horrible power. Um, yeah, but you've got, hay, you got hay fever. Yeah, that was the thing. So you'd be in, you'd be in a mental health facility because of your okay. hay fever somehow. That would, be, that would actually be my power. It'd be kind of like Wolverine's healing power, but specifically for allergies. So I just don't get allergies. You don't, yeah. In, in my dreams, my eyes are not itchy. Yeah. I can <laughs> look in, yeah. in my dreams, I can look at someone and their eyes get itchy. I, I am the king of the pollen. <laughs> I reckon I mine's just going to be... Hair on my head. I reckon I'd have like long, luxurious <laughs> like Dave, Mus- style. Dave like Mustaine from Cindy. Megadeth. Oh, okay. I thought it would be like a Cindy, whatever her name is from Mortal Kombat. Sindel. Uh, oh, yeah. Sindel, yeah. She, she's, Sindel. she can like grab remote controls with her. Hair. I'd have a, That'd be a good Bian- power. <laughs> We've seen Bianca Belair from WWE at the moment. She's got a long. She's got she uses, she hair. Uses, she's got sentient she uses, hair. <laughs> she's got sentient hair. She uses it as a whip as well. I'd do that, I think. I'd whip people with my hair. So that's how you'd fight Freddy. Yeah. Um, now you've mentioned it, Ben, about being warm. I run hot all the time, so maybe that would be it. I could just get incredibly hot, get really hot hands. We already know Ben's power. He's, he's moist. He could slide into a room. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, uh, like tombs. Like he's on a... <laughs> yeah. Tombs. I already get hot hands. They like proper swell up as well. I look like... Uh, <laughs> remember, like remember that? What's that bit in Hitch when Will Smith's face like all swells up? I get that, but from my hands. 
Because you've got two dream powers, then you can whip your oh. hair around to get massive. Ain't good massive though. Ain't good, having, ain't good having yeah. sausage hands. Can't do anything. Can't pick up a lovely, a lovely drink. You're like knocking things over. Not good. You can't type sausage and you, fingers. And yeah, and you've got like uh, greasy, buttery fingers as well. On top of that, <laughs> <I'm just laughs> if That's... Freddie grabs you, you could just slip away. Yeah, <laughs> See you later. <laughs> just an oily man. That'd be good. You could slip through bars in a cage that easily. Yeah, you could. You could escape. You've got the ultimate anti-Freddy power. Yeah, I think I would be. Um, my skin would turn to that, like you know, the gloves you wear for knives. Yeah, just like chainmail skin. <laughs> yeah, chainmail <laughs> skin. In proper primary school. Oh well, my in my dream, I've got a force field. So <laughs> yeah, I've got yeah. force field. This is uh, in my dream. I'm I'm at base, so you can't hurt me. Yeah. Right? I like that. Like it's like almost abstract. I'm in my dream. I'm um, always at home base. I am home base. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am home base. home base. I am literally Freddy Krueger's are fatally allergic to me. If I even if he even looks at me, he dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, they all get they all get into that world. But they um, they wake up. They find Joey stuck and Nurse Elizabeth, not nurse. Uh, the nurse is the bad nurse. Doctor Elizabeth, the other doctor, is livid. She was like, "If you've left, if you literally, it's hard not to take this personally, guys. I'm the only person you've left out of this mass hypnosis thing, (laughs) Um, and I haven't got a dream power now. So my real life power is telling you all to fuck off." Yeah, and Nancy and Neil like both get sacked, and I mean, you're not surprised really because like two people have died, one's in a coma, and they're all doing a a mass. Everyone's having a lovely. To outside to outside eyes, they're just having a nap in, in a room. Yeah. Uh, I like yeah. the bit where um they're next to Joey and they're like talking about Freddie, and that's like, I'm gonna come get you. And then he's in the in Joey's dream, he must be writing on his belly. He's like, Come and get bitch. Like he's oh, writing yeah. like notes on uh on Joey's stomach. It's a good thing he didn't make a mistake, like, he has to like rub it out. Yeah. <laughs> it does look pretty painful, mind. Ever so, ever so. Flip him over because he's run out of space. PTO. Turn him over. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, when when is it revealed that like the the only way to stop Freddy now is is to lay his his bones to rest? I think it's soon. How often do we get this in horror movies? Because it seems to be in like it's in a lot of haunting films, isn't it? Like, I mean, it's a pretty um, I mean, like a. I'm not gonna say real life way to get rid of ghosts, but that's like how you get rid of ghosts, right? You you uh, deal with the remains, and that can sometimes be like an object that they've attacked themselves yeah. to. But it's normally like, oh, I, c- I can't rest because my bones are in a car. Oh, <laughs> they're they're in the I, boot I of a car. Like I feel I like that. I feel like I sleep. I can't <laughs> sleep. My boat. My bones are in a four Cortina in the yeah. boot. Oh, this is horrible in there. Yeah. yeah, if you if you if your bones and you'd be at, you'd be livid, wouldn't you? So yeah. um they but is this the this is the first time in the franchise that this had even been mentioned, right? No one's ever said Oh yeah, no one's mentioned that it's they know that we, we know that the parents burned him up alive, but mm. Amanda Kruger, a ghost nun. Well actually we don't know she's Amanda Kruger, spoilers for the plot for the characters in the film. Oh. But I thought it was all in his head. Ghost end. nun, oh, it was all in his head in the end. <laughs> ghost nun tells him. That Freddy Krueger's but only one person knows who it is. So having been fired, Nancy and the doctor they go and see returning character Nancy's dad, who's 
still in a sheriff's uniform, but is a drunk now. Um, he's tanked. He's tanked right up. Yeah. He's uh he's drunk and he's in a sheriff's. I think the sheriff's uniform is for us. You know. W- the audience to, to remind us who he is to remind i think if he wasn't and they were just like his dad might be like what is there a dad in the film oh, what's okay the, got it. what's his job then i can't get it from his regular clothes and he goes yeah that's my little girls the first thing he says as well just in case you weren't um yeah. aware but he's not really willing to help but um knowing that um kristen has been sedated by naive and well-meaning at heart, but completely misguided Dr. Elizabeth has been sedated yeah. and she hasn't got much time. So the others phone her and say, Kristen's been sedated. She's going to pass out pretty soon and we're not going to be able to help her. So Nancy goes to deal with that, whereas the doctor, uh, he robs a church en route, gets a little flask of holy water oh, yeah. and robs a cross. <laughs> Robs a church and then the, the priest even sees him doing it and he, he busts him. He says? He's just not so fast there. And he goes, Oh, sorry, I do need to borrow this though. I will bring it back. Here's my driving license as like collateral. <laughs> I don't want your driving license. I mean, <laughs> you, you just get a new one. Reorder, <laughs> reorder, oh, I've lost it. <laughs> Keep my driving license. That means I'll definitely come back. So definitely won't want to be. I'm like going to take this massive silver cross. Um, yeah, I will. I will be back. So he does that. And the dad's gonna. The dad eventually agrees after he gets thrown against a wall menacingly to to help him. Um, oh, meanwhile, yeah. Nancy goes back, convinces Larry Fishburne, say, "Oh, I know I can't see Joey because he's in a coma, but can I? Oh, and I can't see Kristen because she's in lockdown. Can uh, I at least say goodbye to the others?" Please. What if I say please, please? And he's like, "Oh, it's just go on. Pretty please with sugar on." She goes, "Yeah, all right then. Off you go." Go on then. Off you pop. And they, and they go in, and luckily they do a real fast sleep. Get yeah. to sleep real fast. Right, go. I know we've got two minutes. Let's do a quick hypnosis. <laughs> you've got t- two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready, ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, God. See you later. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty um, good because I, I always understood I'm not a hypnotherapist, but I understood you had to be quite relaxed. Never claimed, never claimed to be. Never claimed to be, no. Um, but um, I understood. You know, just from popular culture, that you're supposed to be quite relaxed to do a hypnosis, but they go from being dead stressed about their friend to be like, right, Colin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, can everyone just be serious for a moment? All right. Right. <laughs> You've got to relax dead hard. And they do. You've got to relax. It's like when you're, t- when you're excited for Christmas morning when you're a kid. I'm proper excited, proper excited, but I've got eight hours left for and get up. Okay, right. I'm close my eyes. Being, I'm gonna stop being excited now. <laughs> oh, I can hear the mega drive calling me. Uh. <laughs> so they all go to sleep and they pop up in her dream immediately. Uh Kristen's glad to see them, gives them all big, big hugs. Because uh, the other lady, poor Elizabeth, she tries and she goes, I know you like Nancy, but you really must trust me now. And she's like, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> um, she's like, you've, you've really got to trust me now. She doesn't. As soon as she's Nancy in the dream, though, is dead. she's dead keen. She's all up in it. Yeah. Um, they do say, right, guys, the important thing is, though, is that we all stick together. And then they immediately get split up. How did they get split yeah. up? Yeah. They just get uh, teleported off. Yeah, so um, suck, in, suck in, the, in, the room, in the room, there's like a load of feathers floating everywhere. And like as the as the feathers kind of take over the screen, there's too many too many of them. 
when they when they disappear, they're in a different location. Uh, so too many fe- too many feathers where they can't breathe. <laughs> like yeah. you're like you're at a phone party. Ever been to a phone party? Oh god, I, I panic. <laughs> Just like whiteout. What's happening? Then? Yeah, <laughs> I can't breathe when I'm in them. <laughs> you're having a good time. He's having a whale of a time. Look at him. He's he's got his hands up. His mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every time I go to a phone, like I don't go regularly, but certainly in much, much younger years, ever been to a phone party, you try and get right amongst it and you get, and then you immediately don't want to be there. I feel like as soon as the phone comes out, and they always take ages to do it, like you always think, what time's the phone party started? Oh, it's two in the morning. That's normally, even me as a, like a 19, 20 year old, that's too late. To start the fun thing. There, there are three things really bad with phone parties, right? Number one, I think I've probably only been to maybe three in my life. Number one, the foam, you choke on it, it feels like you're drowning. Yeah. It's very it's weird sensation. You can't get out of it. Number two, floor is dead slippery. Yeah. <laughs> also, number three, you're right, it does happen late, and you end up out in the cold street when the club shuts in soaking four wet in the morning. Soaking at wet. Four in the morning. Might be October. <laughs> absolutely freezing cold it's horrible there's no no one wins from the scenario we went to a phone party well, the club <laughs> they get a clean club yeah right, so squeaky clean yes yeah nice and clean and we've got people's things that they've dropped because they've all been blinded <laughs> yeah. by this um, phone. and they get they give everyone some lovely buffers on their feet so they walk around shining the floor up real good yeah they send, they send uh they slide in people when the foam's at the, at, its, at its highest, they slide people in from the sides and they just grab people's wallets as they're yeah. sliding by. <laughs> but sat on a little as they're sliding by. I feel like I ever find myself hosting a, a foam party. The best thing to do would be to put on the site the hedgehog drowning music just as you find <laughs> the foam. <laughs> <laughs> would you have a foam party in, at, how, at your house? Having a house party, a house foam party. You'd have to oh, send him some little bubbles for people. Just squirting them with fair liquid. Yeah, stick it in the sink. <laughs> Trying to breathe some of the bubbles while you're drowning in them. It's horrible. <laughs> it's there's no escape. It's like you're breathing bubbles in, and there's nowhere to just like turn <laughs> around and knock <laughs> that. <laughs> you, you start making a little like bubble for yourself like this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Protect yourself with your arms that so you've got yeah. like a little pocket. Um, Jesus Christ. We went to a phone party once and it turned out that the town had mostly flooded. Um, so the industrial estate we would normally would walk home through was in about three feet, was like full of about three feet of water. So having been to a phone party, we just walked through like waist deep water back to the house. Unbelievable. Probably all got vile, <laughs> probably all got vials disease. And by the time we got home, because it took so long, because we tried to navigate around the water before we walked through it. We got home at about quarter to seven in the morning and we'd just been walking through grim water. Oh, <laughs> in many ways, quite a harrowing experience, but remember it fondly. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you made it. Not, not as harrowing an experience as a group dream fight against a dream demon. I mean, I who... feel like this might have been one now I, now I look back at it, but when they've all been separated... Who does he go after first now? I think it's the guy in the wheelchair. Yeah. He get, he gets he chases him with like a Mad Max style wheelchair, yeah, wheelchair. in a tunnel. 
the wheelchair's going to get you. So he manages to obliterate it with like his yeah, um, he points magical... out that he's the blooming wizard master, isn't he? Yeah, magical green. Mind oh, did, did we mention they were playing Dungeons and Dragons, like the wizard master we game? Didn't. That's what he points out. He's the wizard master, yeah. and he makes um, Taran do the words that are by the in the name of the elf king. I yeah, banish so... you. <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> And it doesn't work. Uh, Wait, he's, he, never... run, he runs right up to him. Like I don't mind doing that, but just do it from afar. But he runs right <laughs> up to Freddy whilst he's yeah. shooting his rotoscoped green beams at him. <laughs> yeah, he, beca- he gets dressed as like a Dracula when he becomes the Wizard Master. <laughs> and I'd then... be like, I'm, that's dead embarrassing. It, can, can I not come up with something different? Or does the rules rules not affect him in there because it's uh, Kristen's dream? She dressed him up in whatever she thought he would look good in. Yeah, well, that's that's that in Kristen's dream. That's what a wizard master looks like. Yeah. Very but but Freddy right. says, um, I don't believe in fairy tales. And he just shanks him. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't think of the outcome. Because at first it looks like it's working because he's like, oh no, rotoscoped magic, it's got me. Ah. Um, but then, when he gets close, he just... Freddy loves a choke slam. He does it to almost all of them. Grabs him by the throat and lifts him up and then just shanks <laughs> oh, yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and and that's next the... up, I think it's is um, the bad girl with the knives. Taryn, is yeah. it? Yeah. So yeah. She's in a seedy alley. And she's then... in a seedy alley. And basically, if you're in a seedy alley, you have to have a knife fight. Them's the rules. The matter who the else guy... is there. There's like a random homeless guy who walks by. Yeah. I'm like, what's he doing in these dreams? Yeah. Who the hell's that guy? (laughs) But that's not Freddy. Like, you'd think it was going to be Freddy, but Freddy's actually hiding in the bins. There was someone nearby. There's a street adjacent to the hospital. There's just an old guy sleeping on the street. Yeah. uh, And his name's, maybe he's got the same name as one of the kids. Yeah. (laughs) And when she called him in, she accidentally lassoed him into the dream as well. There's like, uh, a King, like... there's like a Kincaid Smith that's also like been sleeping rough and it's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Kincaid Smith. He fell backwards through a chair and he's found himself in his dream. But he, but he, he stood up, he saw Freddy and he went, nah, not, not for me. Freddy's <laughs> like, so I've got no quarrel with you, friend. Off you pop. Yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So she, not the... she, sees, she sees Freddy, he gets the things out and she flicks her knives around and says, come on then, let's, let's dance, Johnny Cage style. And then she she stabs him, gets him right in the tum, and he's like, oh, oh. He's he's looking like he's he he palpatines hands. He's like, oh, oh no, I'm so weak, I can't possibly get you. And then he goes, somehow Palpatine has returned. Yeah, and he does. He probably <laughs> unlimited. Yeah, and but his <laughs> unlimited power this time is he goes, oh, we're old friends, you and I. And she goes, what are you on about, Fred? And he goes, ha. Needles full of antifreeze, but looks like it. Yeah. And then it looks like you know that famous drug, the antifreeze. Yeah, blue, like literally blue panda pops. You know, they are pretty nice. Yeah. Um, that's when we get the mat, the mat, the arm mimes, the tiny. I little, think it's all, really all of her, gross. This is, this is good. Her, horrible. So her track, yeah. her track marks are like little animated, creepy mimes, and it looks it looks painful. And uh, yeah. he jams the syringes. The needle straight into him and pumps. He does do of... um a bit of a, you know, a face as he's squirting his his juices. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's so so many uh, and he says, "What a rush! What other puns could he have done? You might feel uh... a little prick. He's about you might have said that. <laughs> you might feel a little prick or multiple little pricks. That's not the first time you've heard that. It was it was. <laughs> if it was if it was modern 
cadence it's these days you don't say little prick anymore because because of, of it being a funny joke they say sharp scratch uh, yeah. yeah, which just is which is slightly yeah. which is slightly worse. I think I'd rather have a little prick than a sharp scratch. Sharp scratch sounds quite. Oh no! Oh don't no don't do that. <laughs> Not a sharp scratch, please. No, but how, how how can I interest you in a little prick? Yeah, go on. Yeah, a little prick, I'll Ooh, take. A little prick sounds like a little chocolate bar. Let's interest you in a little prick, <laughs> like a little biscuit, like a Gary Baldy biscuit. <laughs> Gary Baldy. Yeah. <laughs> so she, so she she has a about you know she has a whole set of sharp scratches and then we don't see her die but we assume she is yeah this is the thing when people are dying now i was thinking they're just getting killed off they're gone and i kept thinking maybe they're gonna pop up again in a second but they never did uh, yeah yeah true they don't the mm-hmm. other guys manage to team up so nancy finds Kristen again and then kincaid just power like he the kool-aid man through the wall they just say, what's that knocking on the wall? And he just like, <laughs> comes forward. Oh, yeah, he is, he is probably like the Kool-Aid man coming through the wall. It's me! And they're all like, we're so glad to see you. So glad to see you coming through the wall. And um, then Is that when just, there's like a floating door? Is that? He, just... well, he gives he gives Freddy some, he gives Freddy some shit. He like goes, oh, Freddy, but he, pussy, pussy. pussy. Yeah. Pussy old. Yeah, he does. He really cusses him out. Um, he cusses a lot of people out. I think earlier in the earlier in the film, when Lawrence Fishburne said to him, uh, "Oh, you're always in the, you have to go to the quiet room because you're always kicking off," and he goes, "So I don't have to see your ugly mug. <laughs> you don't have to see your <laughs> stupid, ugly, stupid, stupid uh, face." And Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne goes, "All right, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> no need for that." Yeah, I mean that's what Lawrence Fishburne gets. He's trying to basically score points off him with a new person by like making yeah. was in the quiet room, but he chip on his shoulder, mate. Um, hundred percent. He he calls him out. He teleports them to. How do they get? How do they get Joey back? They just find him tongs to a bed. Just find him. Um, yeah. They they get him off. They get him it's off. A, they, yeah, they go inside the door, and inside there he's there in this like hell basement. They go, uh, how and did you end up like... here? And he goes, I thought I was going to shag the nurse. I'll be honest. <laughs> I thought I was going to shag the nurse, but it ain't happened for me. <laughs> Yeah. Like, let I've, been, him... I've been in a hell for ages. <laughs> I've been stuck in a hell. I was on a lovely mattress, but that's fucked off. They're like they say to Freddie, let him go. Which of course Freddie's gonna be like, oh, you want me to let him go? It's Into the, a hell. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the it's the Joker, it's the Joker in the dark night all over again. That's a very poor, right poor choice of words. Yeah. Yeah. He but, almost gets dropped into a hell. But thankfully, the team worked together. Um, uh, they they get to pull him up. Nancy the, and then Kincaid uses his mega strength to to lift him up, and they're all they're all free for a second. Um, Nancy gets a big iron bar and stabs it through him. Kristen does yeah. some backflips, and yeah. then he ends up stabbing that same iron bar through. Joey, doesn't he? Because then he pulls it out and licks it. Yeah, he, he pulls it out and licks so much it. Tongue oh, act, so much tongue action. Love, love the taste Freddy. of my own blood. Yum, yum, yum. Yeah. Yummy, yummy, yummy. And so in tandem, while this is going on, it's when um, what's his flavour? Nancy's dad and the other guy, ate his man, Neil. Neil and Donald, they're essentially discovering the remains. They've gone so to what... they've gone to the junkyard where the Ford Cortina is that's got Freddie's bones in it all these years <laughs> yeah. later. Mm. Um, yeah. And Freddie, I guess he can't be in two places at once because he's he's beating them. He's got Kincaid 
ready for a choke slam. Yeah. They they can't fight him, and he has to just. He goes, oh, excuse me a minute, sorry, sorry, oh, I'm so unprofessional. I know I've, I've got to go and deal with this. Got to take this one, and he and he disappears, meaning that they can try to start escaping, and then he makes his skeleton come back to life in the real world, so we can yeah fight these guys. Yeah, this is like Ray Harryhausen skeleton come to life from a dragon's tooth. Yeah, uh, it's very spinal from Killer Instinct because it's. <laughs> Yeah. Like again, rotoscoped little skeleton man, Skellington. It's a cool little moment, though, isn't it? Um, and I like the setting. There's like these towers of scrap heap cars. Yeah, because they all, all like come. They were like were were into life as well, didn't they? Yeah, um, yeah. Which is pretty, pretty cool. Um, and for a skeleton, absolutely decks these adult men who are basically skeletons themselves, but they have muscles and bones and stuff, and he and you know flesh. He beats them. Yeah, so and, his, and his skull face is like an evil skull as well. Like yeah. the, eye, the eye holes are slightly arched in. Angry. Yeah. Like the headlights of a Peugeot 206, like cross. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He's got a cross face, little cross patch face, and he absolutely thumps in the doctor and wazzes him in the ground, starts burying him. And poor Nancy's dad gets impaled on a spike. Yeah. I've been impaled on a spike. <laughs> Nancy's dad. This is, this is weird then, because in the dream world, Nancy's dad turns up. He says, "I'm here, Nancy. I've crossed over." And then he goes, oh, he, he pulls that nah, trick in. He pulls that trick in a minute, doesn't he? Because first, he turns up again because he he's he's beaten them up and he's buried the priest a little bit. Um. And then he makes loads of mirrors appear and said, "Oh, sorry, Buried I have to the leave priest. you." He's suddenly suddenly a priest because he oh, stole the priest. crucifix. Yeah. <laughs> well, he stole the crucifix. I'm a priest now. That's he's qual- it. He's qualified That's to how it works. Hall- he's qualified yeah, to hallow rules. this ground in a minute. But yeah. Yeah, he's he's beaten up the doctor. He's half buried him, and then he teleports back in and goes, "I oh, wish there was more of me to go around." And he becomes loads of mirrors and he starts slurping off all the characters apart from oh, Joey. Yeah. And That's then Joey good. discovers his other great dream power, which is to do. The most powerful no I've seen in cinema. That Darth Vader one later, nothing on this. He just does a really high Steven Tyler wail. Yeah. And it shatters everyone back out of the mirror dimensions. And it's like, oh, Kincaid is for, for an angry, quite like surly guy, he becomes savvy. He's like, oh, I guess you found your dream power, buddy. He's like, yeah, I can do a big shout. Guess you found your, guess you found your dream power. Finally, you loser. <laughs> yeah. Do a real big shout, yeah, real big shout, yeah. Fucking the best at shouting. No. Um, how, I wonder how uh, Freddy's powers work. You think it's like literally, if he can imagine it, then he can do it. If he can imagine being in several places at once with mirrors, like if he can find the dream logic to make it work. Yeah, yeah, he can do I it. Guess so, yeah. Yeah, you can basically just write whatever he's like. He's like scribble notes. You can just like a genie. He's like a genie. Penny crayon. Yeah, he's a penny crayon. Yeah, he's a penny crayon, but instead of a crayon, he uses his brain waves. He just thinks about it. Mm. Um, it's a good power, to be fair. Um, certainly got all these other guys licked, wizard masters and knife fights. Um, so yeah, and again, he uses his power of like, oh. They seem to get dream powers to fight him. And then he, again, it's like playing with your friends when you're at primary school. 
play an army with them, pretending to shoot them. Oh no, got a force field. I, do- I dodged that actually. But the, the Freddy's like, oh yeah, I'm actually stronger than that. I'm invincible. Like I, I love a taste of blood. I think it's, I think it's brilliant. Uh, and this is Luke when he then does a little golden sparkle, and the dad appears and goes, I'm not a drunk anymore because I'm a ghost now. I've crossed over, but I had to say goodbye. And then she goes to give her dad a hug and says, oh, I'm sorry about everything. He goes, yeah, so am I, because I'm actually Freddy, stabbed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Psych. Stabbed, stabbed. Tosses her aside. Um, and then I think is when he grabs Kristen, now ready to do his final killing blow on her. He's like, if I kill the person who, you know, is, is in charge of this dream, then I, then I essentially win. You're all dead. I win and I can go back to, you know, wherever he lives. Yep. Uh, a hell. And... he's done it but he likes it though for him it's it's like a hot tub he's eventually got used to it um yeah he likes it in a hell um yeah. but so... nancy isn't actually dead she is alive she leaps up and she stabs him with his own glove isn't it yeah stamp of your own yeah. sharp glove yeah. and that'll come sharp for sure she's poorly but she's still she's still on it um and then meanwhile the doctor has got up and thankfully Having been to a lot of funerals recently, he knows exactly the words to say. He goes, oh, was a bit of holy water on you, uh, ashes to ashes and so on, have a cross on your head. And Freddie, like Wonder Woman's away. He's like turning around, spinning. Oh, yeah. Instead of turning yeah. into Wonder Woman, he just vanishes in like a, <laughs> like a flash yeah, that of effect, light. That, that effect reminded me of something as well, actually. Like the, the sort of beams of light just like breaking through. Yeah, it was familiar, but I don't know what exactly. it's from. Yeah. But uh, it's a pretty good effect. And I think it's one of those effects, even though, sure, this is the third film of a longer-running franchise, it is one of those things you think, yeah, they got him, finally got him. That's got to yeah. be it. If they've put his his remains to rest, he can't come back. Surely can he? That's it. Well, do you know how he does come back in number four? We're probably it's going to be a while before we do number four. You know what happens that makes him come back? Probably his gloves, I imagine. His gloves. No, this, this consecrated ground that he's now buried in, Yeah, a, a dog pisses on it. Oh, that make it not consecrate. Consecrate. Yeah, dog piss is the opposite of holy water. <laughs> Chemically <laughs> cancels it out. Yeah, that so... dog just piss on Freddy Krueger's grave. Yeah, I think so. Oh no! <laughs> oh. Maybe it was a maybe it's a particularly naughty dog. Yeah, it's, it's sinful dog. It's the what? It's the naughty dog from what would become the game developer of the same name. They named it after him. The naughty Freddy dog Krueger. that its piss can unconsecrate ground and makes him come back. So then, in this film, Nancy does officially die, doesn't she? Yeah. She's officially done. Yeah, Kristen um, tries to say, oh, I'll dream you into such a brilliant dream where you'll be really nice, but she's she's dead, so. Dream me into yeah. a good dream there, go on. Where, where, sta- where stab wounds make you stronger. Where I'm invincible now, too late. Uh, yeah, and then there's like a funeral at the end, which is when Neil discovers Amanda Kruger, the ghost nun he's been talking to throughout, is actually, uh, so, sorry, Freddy. sister Mary Helena is actually Amanda Kruger, mother of Freddy. So yeah. she's, he's been being warned from beyond the grave. Why would she choose to speak to him out of everyone? She'd go and have a little chat to Nancy or someone else. Yeah, Nancy, the one that's the history. Oh, maybe like he is still a son. Thinks, oh, I can't really be seen to be sided with the person who's mm. <laughs> home, <laughs> yeah. who homed alone, home alone him that time. Yeah, Made a right mug of him. Um, yeah, well, I believe we see more of Amanda Kruger as the series goes on. Yeah, isn't she like 
No, wait. I'm not, I was going to say something else. I'm not sure. Did Kristen Parker return in the next one as well? And she like a sort of fake protagonist? I think we uh, see more of Kristen, but as another actor next yeah, time, I, I think believe. Another actor, yeah. So it ends with Neil going to bed. He's got the he's got some for some reason he's got Kristen's papier mache house in his room. Why wouldn't you? And just as little keepsake falls asleep, little keepsake, it lights up from the inside. Ooh. Suggesting that Freddie is not completely defeated, or maybe he's just fitted a tiny little bulb in there. Or maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that's just a nice thing that they did when they made the model in the real world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The oh, dream... no, Freddie's still alive. No, it's just a little light I put in there. It's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I have a good crafter. So the Dream Warriors have a lovely retirement, those of them that are still alive. I believe all of them, same actors or no, appear in the next one. Will Joey have learned his lesson about, about following? Um, you know, potential sex interests. Spoilers. No, he has not. Oh! Yeah, all the, all the nurses fancy me. They all yeah. want it. Yeah, a little little, little boy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's okay. Freddy, Freddy 3 for you. So, got a bit of name game for you if you're ready. Yeah. Uh, number one sure. is about a group of teenagers who are concerned the 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 dairy products in the fridge are about to go off. It's cream, oh, cream warriors, warriors. <laughs> cream which warriors. is the only one I've got written down. <laughs> cream Thank warriors, you very much. Okay, cream warriors is the only one I've got written down. <laughs> well done, you preempted just, it. Uh, another one is about a group of teens who find themselves trapped in a haunted hill house, and they're picked off one by one by the author. Of the classic Haunting of Hill House book. Oh, God, it's a lady. Oh, what's the author's name? It's a lady. It's her name, Jean. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give give you the first part, because you'll get it when you find the author's name. A Nightmare in Hill Street. It doesn't really work, but it works enough. And then the last bit is... A Nightmare in Hill Street, isn't it? I've just googled it. Sorry, so it's cheating. Is it Shirley something? No. Oh wait. Oh no. Yeah. Oh my. I've mixed up my authors. Hang oh on, no, it's me... not even Hill House. Let me think of a. Uh... Wait, is uh... it? Oh my god! What's her <laughs> name? Dream Jean. No, hang on a sec. Oh, uh... ah, okay, yeah. So ignoring everything I've just said, it's about a group of teens who find themselves trapped in um, a birdhouse and they're picked up one by one by a lot of birds. Birds? Um, yeah. Birds. I think of bream, but that's a fish. <laughs> bream warriors. Bream warriors. Well, um, still, I'm still trying to work in the author's name of this book. Of these books, anyway. She did oh, the birds, the Rebe- uh, Rebecca... Oh, what was the bird's other name? Shit. <laughs> I'm just showing like uh, really uh, poor author knowledge. You're definitely the oh, I, I've messed it up anyway. Daphne I mean, de Maurier. Um, yeah. Oh, so it's going to be the dream. Oh, never got it. Maurier's. Well, I was going to put D Maurier's. D Maurier's. <laughs> <laughs> This next one I'll get you. It's about a group of teens haunted in their dreams 
by a peculiar man rubbing his extra large nipples. Extra large nipples. Dream areolas. Yeah, well, close. Extreme areolas. Extreme areolas. <laughs> How long are we talking here? What, cigar butts? Is that what we're saying? I was thinking wide, that long, but sure. <laughs> cigar butts. <laughs> that's, that's, all, that's all I've got. Um, I've gone for a different approach this time, but before I do, Ben, have you got anything off the old top of the dome or was Cream your only one? Cream Warriors is the only one I had written down, so I'll, I'll try and think of another one in a second. Yeah. In that case, then, while you're thinking of that, I will go through... Um, there's actually another verse of the, you know, the Skipping Rope song, you know, the one, two, Freddy's coming for you song. There's a There are variants of that available around the world. So the first line of it is, unfortunately... Freddy Krueger's main thing is less about killing you in your dreams and more about quite serious solvent abuse. Freddy's One, two, sniff- Freddy stealing sniffing your glue. glue. Stealing or sniffing your glue. Very good. Glue. Um, unfortunately, as a result of this, he's got himself a terrible bout of sickness and diarrhea and he's basically going anywhere. It's a real gastroenteritic problem. Got the shits. Um, so what do you need? So what, so what do you need to do? Three, four. Oh. Go to the wait four. Doctor or three, four. Lock go the to toilet the door. <laughs> I was oh. going to say. I was going to go with mop your floor. <laughs> mop your floor. Mop, floor. mop your floor. I had um, five, six. Freddie's got the shits. Well, during his recovery, um, wanting to limit his 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 screen time because it's the nineteen eighties. He has decided to make some model aeroplanes. So, what would you need to do to help him with that? Glue sticks, still with the glue. Very particularly, model aeroplanes or boats. What are Molly those kits called? Oh, something kits. So, do a night five six. Do a nice air fix. Is what you need. Air to fix. Do. Oh yeah. Um, however, because while he's recuperating, they don't want him the problem of um, just wanking himself to death while he's there especially with that glove so what what's the next bit oh, of advice use the other hand don't worry about a glove seven eight um don't masturbate <laughs> seven eight don't masturbate um and then, end up hairy. and then finally um it turns out because boredom has really got the better of him um he's been absolutely chowing down on 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 bix on Bix Byros, the final bit of the advice. Nine, Nine ten, ten, don't, don't eat pen. pen. Don't eat a pen. Don't eat pen. <laughs> don't eat pen. I literally said, 9, 10, don't eat pen. Okay. <laughs> 9, 10, never eat a pen. There you go. Yeah. It's just good advice. Okay, yeah. I got uh, one. Oh, you got one? Okay. okay. I got one. I was thinking of it during during that bit. A little song. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry about this one. Um, This movie is somebody gets stuck in a nightmare where... They're trapped in the body of Eddie Murphy's character in Coming to America, whose job, whose job, whose job is delivering parcels uh, around Elm Street. Um, Uh, Right, we have to look up Coming to America for that character's name. (laughs) Delivering parcels, post, UPS, Dream Warriors, uh, Couriers, it'll be like Couriers. Courier, yeah. You got so it, Prince, 
Prince Akeem. This Akeem is Couriers. Akeem Courier. That's it. Akeem Couriers. Before I start this podcast, if you just see those two words together, I think, how am I going to get there? I'm never, ever going to get there. That would be a that would be a Google whack if if Google whack was still a thing. Akeem Couriers. Yeah. There must Google be a Couriers where someone called Akeem works for them. Akeem Couriers. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good cool. morning. So we need to rate the movie, either rate good or rate bad. Um, I'll jump straight in. I think it's um absolutely solid. I think it's my favorite Nightmare on Street movie. Um, I think the the thing that really sells it for me is the the creativity of the the kills and the Freddy dream logic stuff. It's all it's all practical, apart from the rotoscoped wizard uh shots and wizard master mindless. magic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all practical and really fun and still a bit scary it's like still a, he's still a scary character yeah um so i'll give it like a, a b plus maybe lean towards an a minus but i'll stick with b plus very good mm. i think i'm gonna go in uh I'll, I'll, I'll go one step ahead i think i'm gonna go for an a minus here simply because as i've met uh, right as i've previously mentioned a Nightmare on Elm Street movies are not ones that I watched growing up. They're not films that I always held a particular fondness for because of, because of the nostalgia aspect of it. But, you know, since doing this podcast, I've come to really enjoyed number two. But I feel like this film, as I mentioned previously as well, just perfects the formula. It just perfects mm. every, everything from Freddy's character is like as good as he's ever been. Um, he's got like the quips. Um, he's still 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 quite scary and he's not got too cheesy in this mm. it's not too over the top uh yeah the effects are great i think all the performances are great um and yeah it just seems to like really just hit the nail on the head and really capture like the lightning in a bottle of what i feel like a nightmare on elm street should be and is like in terms of like the legacy of the character and the way the franchise i know the franchise we get a lot more meta when it gets to new nightmare much later down the line but i feel like for the basic premise of this which is scary dream demon man killing people in, in dreams this is like as far as it goes and it also gives the fact it gives the characters uh, weapons to fight back as well essentially whereas mm-hmm. before they're just victims getting picked off i don't know it just seems it seems to just perfect that formula and for that reason i think i'm gonna give it an a minus because you know in terms of protagonists from major horror franchises Freddy's mm. got a lot of there's a lot to him in terms of backstory, but also there's a lot to him in terms of what he brings to the to the screen. You know, it's not just a, a man, a stalker figure killing people, walking slowly towards them. There's so much there's so much um creativity that conceptually it's such a good had. it's such a good yeah. series. And you love the song, mm. Ben, I heard. And I love the song. So the song which is plays during the end credits, Dokken. That's correct, isn't it? Dokken, yeah, Dokken Dream Warriors. Dokken, and as I mentioned, it was on the VHS, which is cool. It's such a like nine, sorry, eighties like power ballad. It's got, it's got it all going on. It just seems like perfect. One of the, a really, really good sequel. The fact it adds so much to the previous two installments, you know, mm. without uh, taking it too far. Perhaps the next couple of installments take it too far. This is like the perfect. A, a perfect storm of Freddy. 
in that case, might I recommend, Ben, if you want to do a double feature at any point, feel free to mix Dokken's Dream Warriors with Get Ready for Freddy by the Fat Boys. Oh, wow, okay. The Fat Boys, eh? Yeah, the Fat Boys, they do an excellent video. There is a little bit of Robert England rapping in a true 80s oh style. He doesn't, he doesn't quite say, hey, my name's Freddie and I'm here to say. He says, like, my name's Fred Krueger. I'm a popular guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. no how, is, how is the next one then, uh, the Dream Master? The Dream Master follows on almost immediately from this one. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll do it. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything. But um, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of keen to go and check them out. So yeah. Mm. yeah, work our way through the. This is probably the slasher franchise. I know we've done a. You and I, Ben, certainly we did a, a bonus episode in all of the Halloweens. But I think the Freddy films of all of your major slasher franchises, each of them are different enough to warrant a good conversation because each of them is wildly, wildly different. Yeah. But more of that later. But yeah, the. Yeah. the Dream, Dream Master follows directly from this pretty well. Interesting. There we go. Cool. Um, I guess what, I'll review, uh, give my rating real quick. I oh, yeah. About that. yeah. I was just about to say, <laughs> um, what's your rating? What's your rating, what's your rating um, then, man? Um, I'm, I'm going to join Ben on this one, I think. I was on the fence like Luke, but you talked me into it. I'm, I'm going to go A- minus as well, because production-wise, there's so much visually visual set pieces to enjoy in this one. This is like in a single film, Freddy Krueger's best of. And I, I like all the fun bits of trivia that come with it, you know, how some of the characters were put were were put together, how they got the roles. There's some really ambitious stuff in there. You're right. I think it's just the right balance of fun and a little bit quippy without it being um, over the top and more of like a black comedy. Um I like the sort of weird fun powers. They have a lot of fun with the dream logic in it. Um, and genuinely some quite disturbing horror moments as well. I remember being terrified of Freddy Krueger as a kid. I could not watch it. I didn't watch any Nightmare on Elm Streets until I was maybe late teens, like 16 to 18 before I watched any of them. And that was primarily because when I was growing up, my dad has a brother who is significantly younger than than he is so he when we were little kids visiting my grandparents he was a teenager in his early 20s and he hadn't left home at that point and he had a freddy krueger poster in his bedroom i was terrified i would not go into what is what was my uncle's bedroom because of a scary freddy face and there was a kid at my primary school who you know whose parents had let them watch them and we'd live these films that i was terrified of and i didn't want to know about but I'd sit and listen to this boy in my class and he would talk through what had happened in the Nightmare on Elm Street films that he'd seen, <laughs> like, oh, and this is what happens. And as far as I recall, actually, like, I feel like he wasn't exactly, clearly had seen them because there were things like stabbing him with his own glove and things that they, they mentioned. And I still remember now when I finally saw the films, oh, that happened. And, he, and it built it up so much in my mind growing up. And then, so I've got, so I got a real soft spot for it when I finally watched it. Um, and I think this is just a really great example of it. So yeah, joining you on an A minus, Ben. Good stuff is the Dream Warriors. Yeah, what a what a fun time. Cool. Um, Prime time, some would say. So I think next week we're doing uh, Black Phone. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, Black Phone. I'm gonna hopefully go and see that in the next couple of couple of days. 
sweet um so thanks for listening if you enjoyed today's episode you can become a, uh, you can become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout where you get to join incredible patrons lane spencer john crennan ben scaife stephen christopher toby miller laura kendrick scott rigby ollie child julia bilgren leslie carlo and pazuzu and uh, you'll get early episodes bonus content and heaps of free stuff um i think we'll be doing a bonus episode at some point around nightmare on elm street yeah, yeah. my homework is just about done i i think i know what i would pitch to jason blum and robert england so we should mm. try and try and get that done maybe later this week yeah just point, let's yeah. get it done as soon as we can uh so like picture remake slash pictures do we say if we're going to do a picture remake or picture sequel we get to choose don't we remake or sequel i guess you get to choose tune in on the day and find out what we've all chosen everybody yeah Yeah. (laughs) lovely yeah that's like a cool and interesting podcast to do uh i'm I'm just just as bonus ode but as in like a a concept for a, a repeated podcast where you you pitch your remake or reboot for an existing franchise i like it anyway uh thanks for listening uh thanks to the for the few music by taj easton we need to put this if i think we have been putting his link in the show notes uh, yeah taj easton. Go mm-hmm. uh thanks to acast posting the show thanks to the listeners if you enjoy please subscribe please rate and review um we'll do a, a review readout at some point pretty soon i believe uh yeah. but yeah more than that thanks to my co-host ben and andy for being right horror dudes Thanks. Thank both. you, guys. You it's been a pleasure. Nice. Right, or dude. See yeah. you next time. Don't have nightmares, everyone. Do sleep well. Yeah. Night, night. <laughs> night, everyone. <laughs> night, night. Beep, beep. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Superlight Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.